0: Tuesday, October twenty fifth, and this is the People's Podcast. This is Steak for Breakfast.
1: Smokey, this is not Nom. This is bowling. There are rules
2: today, Junior America. Steak for breakfast. So stand by.
0: This episode of the podcast is brought to you as always by Man Rubs, mm. Rubs Barbecue Tools, Blow Torches, T-shirts, Coffee Cups, and all-around barbecue-related gear for you to make barbecue great again can be found at ManRubs.com and on Instagram, ManRubs. Use the code Steak15 for 15% off your order. Also brought to you by Stay Ready Gear. They're at StayReadyGear.com and on Instagram, StayReadyGearUSA. Holsters, custom Kydex, Mag Carriers, Tourniquet Carriers, on and off-duty gear, hot-melted plastic made just for you. Need something custom? They got you covered. You just go to Stake for five percent off. Don't get ready, stay ready.
3: The pillow King of Minnesota and the apparatus known as the My Pillow family—they've got a little bit of an overstock sale going on right now. Imagine that, getting ready for the holiday season. Dang. Yeah, I can't beat it. We've got the uh, My Slippers, Airlandell's versions one and two, Cal Bed Sheets, My Dog Beds, My Robes, of course, My Pillows, and Giza Dream everything. You enter promo code STAKE at checkout, you're going to get a big, big savings there. If you're more of a morning person, they've launched My Coffee. It's available in the bag, via the bean, and in the pot. You enter promo code STAKE there, you're getting 25% off your total order. MyPillow.com forward slash STAKE for everything sleep-related. If you want the coffee, it's MyStore.com forward slash STAKE, or you can talk to a qualified pillow representative, 1-800-658-8045. The top tier of ear gear... And the world's most technologically advanced in-studio recording equipment, specializing in headphones, can be found at Odyssey. Whether you're gaming, potting, at the end of the yellow brick road, get those of your needs taken care of and done upright. Odyssey.com is the website. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram as well. Our good friend Alan has launched the Patriot Cigar Company. Amazing smokes. Noah, rate them.
0: Top five. Love it. Top five, top one.
3: Handpicked. Tobacco from the fields of Nicaragua, right next to where Mike Gundell picks his coffee beans. Slow rolled for an amazing smoke. You enter promo code Stick at Checkout there, you're getting 15% off your total order. All orders over 100%. I'm sorry, over $100. Free shipping and a $10 e gift card with every purchase. PatriotCigarCompany.com, a premium smoke for freedom, love, and patriots. Mike down at West Coast Survival Arms has been servicing Southern California for over a decade. He's a licensed FFL for you into the tradesies and don't live in Canada. He's got a five-star rating. His newly redesigned easy-to-use website is westcoastsurvivalarms.com. He's on Facebook Messenger and via the telephone 619-870-6992. Stay for breakfast, backs the Blue. We love our first responders, and they're always working hard. While they're off-duty, they're probably wearing gear from Mediocre Medic. Sweatshirts, T-shirts, flip-flops, fanny packs, and more. Stickers and patches for while they're on the job. Plus, they got a pretty fire IG. In addition to that, MediocreMedic.com is the website. Check them out. And last but certainly not least, the gold standard of tactical flair and home of the Zero stuck. We've got some new stuff coming down the pike as well. Still don't know? Go ask Mark Joe Friday. Dumpbox.us. Find them on Instagram. Find them on Facebook. Friends, don't forget to follow the show on Instagram at Stake for Podcast Breakfast. There you'll find a link tree that'll take you to all our social medias, the website, our newest substack, Telegram channel, and more. On that note, to all our friends joining us today on the Patriot Podcast Network via the Roku app, from the Twitterverse, Instagram, Discord, and now via our verified accounts on Getter and True Social. Welcome. Tuesday edition, Steak for Breakfast podcast, episode 181. I'm Roan. Noah's here. Yo. Antoinette's joined us. Guys, we've got a big show lined up for you. A couple of uh, Trump World's finest lawyers will be joining us and a ton of the news So, before we get into sitting down with anybody, let's jump right into it.
4: Mastriano was at the insurrection and he was photographed breaching one of the restricted areas. Is that okay?
3: Which area? Because I saw video where Capitol officers were taking away barriers and unlocking doors for people. So, I mean, I. They opened the gates. So, it shouldn't be
4: disqualifying for an elected official if they participated in
5: in January 6th. He
6: didn't strike anybody, he didn't hurt anybody.
4: And the only one that
5: died was a protester there, not a Capitol police officer. unarmed
2: female veteran.
5: That's the only
4: one that died. Mm. That's the
2: only one who died.
4: A police officer did die. No. Was a stroke. Stroke. No, that's not, that's that's not, not on caused site by that. That's because right. he
6: shouldn't have been a police officer.
7: It
4: was one woman. So what do, do you make, though, overall of January 6th? I mean, it was watching that footage. It was pretty disturbing. I mean, there were people throwing excrement at the walls. Yeah. Is, there Is there video of that? I
7: haven't
8: seen that. that it looked a lot true. like Antifa's, exactly. action.
7: Except on a much smaller scale, it
6: looked the same as the... Black Lives Matter. Right.
8: Mm-hmm. What I saw the similarities to be. The
1: country, I mean, I mean, I mean.
6: Burns, Kenosha. Burns.
9: But so it's okay just because, just because just because like,
4: one side that you no, disagree with. I'm it's saying antiba okay.
3: infiltrated.
9: It's good for one. It's good for the other.
3: Anybody I don't who see harms that anybody, anybody who caused property destruction, that needs to be dealt with. Yeah, but if you're you there making say. your voice heard at the people's mm-hmm. house, no less. Yeah. That, I, that's again it's a fundamental constitutional right of an American citizen. And people should not be being held political prisoner uh, because
5: of it. For misdemeanors. That's I mean, East Germany. That's East Tactics. Germany. Tactics.
3: Yeah, mm. that's what's scary.
10: It was an actual fiery but mostly peaceful protest. <laughs> and Ooh. the other
0: ones that, that were the off.
10: Was the protest
4: legitimate our, in your our eyes? administration, because... I feel
0: like, is using it as their
3: Reichstag fire. Yeah. That's exactly what they're using it as. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. Yeah, that was, a, that was a pretty big... Is the protest legitimate? Well, a protest <laughs> is a protest based on people venting their feelings about a certain topic. So, legitimacy? I mean, we've had people protesting over complete wrong information about uh, police action mm-hmm. that led to a death. Mm-hmm. In which case, the officer was 100% and legitimately... Uh, let off from any and all charges because the person had a gun was trying to kill them or etc and people protested does that make their protest illegitimate i'm
3: sure the buildings and small businesses that burn in lieu of don't really necessarily agree with that fiery but mostly peaceful and guys welcome <laughs> we got the whole team here today obviously heard noah and Antoinette's giggling in the background how you doing dear
11: I'm good. How are you guys?
3: Good, and, and we're going to start off today with a little bit of uh, messaging because as we're now 14 days away from the most important election in the history of our galaxy. modern politics, yeah, galaxy, universe, you name it, multiverse, uh, here we sit, the Dems are pushing really hard back on messaging. You're seeing, you know, new alliances formed, ones that you might not have suspected uh, just six months ago when there was not going to be a red wave, and as it looks like a red tsunami is inbound, we're seeing big shift in the messaging here and a lot of... Uh, Well, dismiss and mal-information coming Mm. from the progressive left. Uh, Well, supposed Republican, definitely never Trumper, and co-chair of the January 6th sham unselect committee, Liz Cheney, did the uh, Sunday morning news circuit this weekend. And, uh, of course, she was hitting on some of her talking points. She's looking to roll out a national uh, candidacy for president since her local House seat in Wyoming did so spectacular where she lost by a nearly 70% margin.
0: Seems like a... Oh my fiscal God. use of her funds.
3: Yeah, let's hear her uh, try to dunk on the president on a Sunday morning talk show that's not going to hold her accountable for any of the uh, garbage rhetoric she's spouting out there.
1: Is the uh, is the committee open to his supposed offer, or at least behind-the-scenes offer, of going on live uh, television?
5: So the committee uh, treats this matter with great seriousness, oh. and we are going to proceed... Uh, in terms of the questioning of the former president uh, under oath mm-hmm. it may take multiple days uh, and it will be done with uh, a level of rigor and discipline and seriousness that it deserves we are not going to allow Players the former president not gonna be. he's not going to turn this into a circus this isn't mm-hmm. going to be you know his first debate uh, against joe biden and the circus and the food fight that that became this this is Far too serious set of issues and we've made clear there was food uh there? exactly there was what food? his obligations are no, and, and we're proceeding uh, with, with that set out.
0: Was so Joe Biden was throwing ice cream or
3: well you just heard that MSNBC panel which was randomly selected Keystone staters and uh, when they brought up the issue of Doug Mastriano's candidacy for governor there and his attendance At the rally on January 6th, the entirety of the panel, I believe there was like 12 of them all pushed back and said, every single talking point you're making is not only not true, but here's what actually happened. And you could see the lady fumbling through her questions probably because she was trying to think over the guy screaming in her ear to segue (laughs) because that was live. And, and that was one of MSNBC's counters to, Oh, know, yeah, you know the
0: earwig was going buck wild on that one. Ch- yeah, change the, the subject, change the subject, change the subject.
3: The Fox town halls that are um, currently going around.
0: Do you think they were playing just uh, an audio clip of uh, Steve Bannon going, oh, yeah, help oh, 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 me out. Oh, Who stopped you there? They need him to come in and, uh, <laughs> well, no. Moderate? Yeah,
3: but um, Nancy Pelosi took an extra dose of whatever she's on. And uh, they wheeled her out on the Sunday morning circuit as well. Was, she, it, a,
0: was it a Merlot? <laughs>
3: well, she jumped on face the fake nation and uh, talked about a couple different things. First one is about the Democrat strategy for the next 14 days regarding the out of control inflation.
10: And the fact is, is that uh, when I hear people talk about inflation, as I heard them there, we have to change that subject. Inflation is a global phenomenon. The the EU, the European Union, the UK, the British have a higher inflation rate than we do here. It's not, the fight is not about inflation. It's about the cost of living.
3: Which is? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Everything up against inflation.
0: I mean... She did. She she was completely honest. They they need to change the subject because if they don't change the subject, they're going to get run into the ground on all of the above. That's true. Well, um,
11: they are restarting to. It's hilarious. I was uh, trying to catch up last night because I've had a busy weekend. But they're already trying to set like the the narrative that this these elections aren't going to be safe or legitimate, and that the, you know, I'm just like really.
0: How are you going to go? however many years it's been, where they're saying it was the safest and most secure election on the history of elections.
3: Including this cycle where they're saying Republicans are election deniers. And uh, I get what you're saying, Noah. Piggyback off that narrative, and all of a sudden in the last two weeks say the elections are neither safe or secure. Um, Yeah, so believe it or not, she was lucid enough to jump from that show right on to uh, the MSNBC midterm election roundup segment that they had on seg- uh, Sunday morning on their cable affiliate. And of course, since they talked about not inflation on the uh, local stations, they wanted to hit January 6th committee on the Cable's news network. Let's hear what you had to say about that.
12: Well, speaking, of, speaking of democracy on the ballot. <laughs> All right. Take <laughs> it to the bank. I have to ask you about the January 6th committee on Friday. They officially <laughs> subpoenaed Donald Trump. Do you think he'll actually appear for the deposition? And what does it say to the American people if he doesn't?
10: I don't think he's man enough to show up.
12: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, I'm sorry, Madam Speaker, I I, I literally could not hear what you said.
10: I said, you asked me if I thought he was going to show up. And I said, I don't think he's man enough to show up. I don't think his lawyers will want him to show up because he has to testify under oath but i don't i don't think he'll show up i don't think he's man enough we'll see we'll see if he's man enough to show up and a public should make and a judgment then, no one is above the law if we believe that then they should make a judgment about how he responds uh, to that request
12: and if he and if he doesn't respond to that request what should the american people take from that
10: I should check that he thinks that he is above the law. Mm. Uh, whatever actions the committee may take is up to them. I've kept my distance from their decision-making. Uh, but whatever uh, they decide, uh, will also send a message about his respect. He isn't honoring the oath we take to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States. That's a serious oath that we all take. Oh, and oh. uh, uh, clearly he... Most of us have more respect for the office he held than he had. But why are we talking about him? We're talking about the future. Babies born now will live into the next century. We're going to make sure that Wait, we have a world to safe for them, a democracy that is strong for them, and values that uh, are respected, the dignity and worth of every, every person.
12: Speaker of the House, <laughs> like Congresswoman from California, Madam Speaker Nancy Pelosi, thank you.
0: Are you Mm. done with your vocal diarrhea, ma'am? Man, enough.
3: It sounds like uh, Nancy Pelosi is the same engineer who Antoinette uses to hook up her. uh, (laughs) He's like, I'm sorry, Madam Speaker, I didn't hear you. (laughs) uh, I just
11: wanted to hear her say it one more time.
3: (laughs) God, she's such a disaster. No, one of your favorites got rolled out. Listen, if they have any life left on the shelf, literally and metaphorically, they were rolled out this weekend. You ready? This is one of our listenership's favorite. Uh, impersonations that Noah does, he wasn't asking for your financial contribution. Oh, no. But he jumped on uh, State of the Fake Union, of course, with fake news, Jake Tapper, and, uh, well, kind of asked him a question in regards to this out-of-control inflation, which every time the Democrats want to get off, you know, this topic and talk about January 6th or abortion, it seems like even the progressive news outlets and the legacy media are kind of rolling him back into that. He's like, yeah, but, you know... We've done a little bit of internal polling. Turns out we were all wrong. <laughs> inflation really is the number one issue affecting all of the Americans right now. Let's hear Bernie uh, do his best, Noah. But uh, uh, to play devil's advocate here, if I'm a, a swing voter out there, a young voter, a, a working class voter, I,
2: and I hear your message, I think, but you guys control everything. Democrats control the House and the Senate and the White House, and inflation is really high, and I'm having a def- tough time making ends meet. Why should I vote for you again? Well, we have half the votes, exactly half the votes of the Senate, and a tiny majority uh, in the House. And I think it's important that when we talk about inflation, Republicans will say, "Well, this is Joe Biden's fault." Yes. Really, our inflation rate is much too high. It is eight percent. It is ten percent in the UK, ten percent throughout Europe, seven percent in Canada. Inflation is a global problem caused a by the breaking of supply chains because of the pandemic, by the war in Ukraine. And as Mm. I said, significant part of inflation has to do with corporate greed. What are the Republicans' response to inflation? What do they want to do? Well, maybe they want to cut wages for workers. Do they want to raise the minimum wage? No, they don't. So I think it's important to take the attack to the Republicans. What do they want to do other than complain? But bottom line is you cannot cut Social Security, Medicare and Medicaid, which is is what they want to do. We have got a lower prescription drug cost, which is not what they want to do.
3: Noah, do you have any additional commentary on that? (laughs) Jesus. Come on, we just want a little (laughs) Bernie. Not putting you on the spot.
0: The inflation is a direct result of everything that we have caused as a country because of our shitty leadership. Mm -hmm. It's a fucking domino effect that leads every other part of the world into fucking chaos. Yeah. None of the shit that was happening now is happening. Now would have happened with a different person in the big, beautiful white house.
3: Mm. I like that one.
0: Still wish you would give us a little Bernie.
11: know. Yeah, I'm waiting for
0: it. I am once again asking for you to do a Bernie Sanders impersonation. <laughs> Thank you.
3: <laughs> now I know everybody saw this one, but I just thought it was so great because when we're talking about messaging, it's you know what do you do when well we already saw when when average citizens stand up to the fake news narrative, but what do you do when one of our most polished uh politicians, namely Texas Senator Ted Cruz sits down, oh man, on the view, so good, and they want to start talking about uh you? yeah, Ted Cruz
0: actually went on the view did uh, they think that they were going to like? sneak up sneak attack him and like catch him off guard and make him look stupid because they look it's stupid.
11: so delusional like they actually they probably did think it, <laughs>
0: i mean they sent their strongest foot soldier out Whoopi goldberg <laughs> and boy, what, did,
11: it, what did she do fucking yell the entire time and like uh-uh stop.
0: pretty much
3: i mean the, the, well first of all those did after- she
0: did she talk about uh jill biden's uh record of uh successful surgeries mm. <laughs> those
3: those heifers are always looking hungry. But, yeah, they were out for more than just burgers. They were out for blood when Lion Ted Cruz went into the uh, belly of the beast. So rare burgers? There you go. And uh, wanted to talk about people who say that Donald Trump was an illegitimate president and the hypocrisy surrounding that narrative. I think it was the bellies of the beast. Mm, let's hear it. Cutters of the beast? Ooh.
6: Hey, the election was fair and square and legitimate. You know who y'all don't do that to? You don't do it to Hillary Clinton, who stood up and said, but Trump but stole the election. The yeah. They didn't storm the didn't try try to kill to my Stacey former Abrams, Who, said, who said that the election was stolen. They sat here yes. and said it was That's illegitimate, right. and, 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 and you guys were fine with it. And okay, it was? So, so it's did, illegitimate did when she, Republicans did, win, the, but not when Democrats win. No, you know, here's the thing. We may not like when Republicans win, but we don't go and we don't storm. We don't try to change, but... Did I miss an entire year of Antifa riots where cities across this what, country Antifa were Antifa burning riot, and police cars? Well, yeah, you Your position is the left doesn't engage in violence? Really?
11: No, they wanted to miss our
4: friend Mike Pence. You just
6: accused us of doing something we didn't. Do. You said Who's Hillary Clinton didn't say whatever she didn't say. I'm saying to you, listen. She did say it. And she said we're it's sitting here and you we were fine come, with her saying it was illegitimate
0: that's for Republicans for her it to win. She called so Donald Trump the next opinion. morning and yeah. she conceded the election, Ted.
6: You
9: okay. Took
8: the Look. <laughs> As all right. she, she, she sat there while while Donald Hillary Trump was Clinton getting sworn in. Hillary Clinton says Trump is an illegitimate Too president. Hillary Clinton right.
6: says the That's election is stolen from you. Hillary Clinton in 2002, George W. Bush was well, selected, not, not elected. Joe Biden, Al Gore was was elected president. So Joe Biden
3: yeah. claims George W. Bush is illegitimate. And that kind of continued to go off the rails for wow. for quite some time. But he brought his, uh, well, he was out stumping in Arizona last week, so he brought his handy-dandy travel version of the uh, Carrie Lake election denier uh, <laughs> reference guide and just busted out the piece of paper and started flipping through it of all the, the major politicians, including the current sitting president and one who wishes she was. Did
0: Carrie Lake post that on her website yet?
3: I don't know. We'd have to check it out. I, I'm fairly certain that she's at least given some uh, links out on her social medias, but... Yeah, I mean, I don't know what Ted Cruz was trying to gain by that other than a good time, because he certainly had one, uh, taking those cows to school. But, uh, you know, it's one of those things where uh, it's so funny when he brings up the summer of love, the first thing they start doing is all screaming at the same time, because, oh, I don't know anything about that. And he's like, really? the fucking people I don't getting, know what
0: Antifa is. Yeah, oh. get,
3: people getting oh, murdered and and, pu- and oh. police cars and cities getting murdered. I,
0: I don't know what an Antifa riot is. Storming. Oh, really? Storming. You don't watch the news?
11: Storm.
0: Like, I mean... Even your side is saying that Antifa was riding. No,
11: y'all didn't storm. Y'all burnt down half the fucking country, including black-owned businesses with BLM and Antifa. Like, come on now, please.
0: Oh, man, they really stormed the velvet ropes. Mm -hmm. Mm, And then picked up the trash on the way out? Yeah, and then... I mean, somebody did poop on the desk, but (laughs) I still want to shake that guy's hand. Yeah, well... Well, after, you know... There you go. It's been long enough. True story.
3: So, yeah... as, as we continue to shape this messaging, you, you have heard it. Inflation is a global problem. Putin's war is a global problem. All of our problems are a global problem. They don't want to take responsibility for anything.
0: Yeah. Global disasters caused by shitty policy and shitty leadership.
3: Well, if, if we're all part of the world's problem right now and we're all in this together, why don't we just bring in entities like the UN mm. and et cetera to monitor our domestic elections here. Wow, that seems like really slippery slope. Yeah.
8: I
11: saw people on Twitter and others commenting that that was a good idea, and I'm like, these people have absolutely no clue what the fuck they're talking about or what they're inviting in, if it were to happen. And oh, that's after- a
3: true story. You know, a couple of little tech facts here. So Elon Musk made, did make a public statement today. He, he issued a statement saying that his Twitter... Acquisition will be completed by Friday. So all the people who have nuked 11 of our accounts and have completely shadow banned us for the last four years. Uh Number one, go fuck yourselves. Number two, enjoy your last three days of work after today Um, because he's firing close to 80% of everyone that works there. In addition to that, there was a report that came out today that said uh, the shadow banning on Google is a search engine. Um, So if you type in anything related to the elections for a Democrat candidate, you're getting them like in the top six choices when you hit the search button. Republicans are getting seven times less the coverage and legitimate direction towards um, on the same search engine. When you type in literally the same generic things, just replace the name and or party or race. So hoping to see things better on Twitter at a time real soon, but, but problems like Google hopefully... You know, they'll be called up on um, congressional inquiry after the midterm elections. But getting back to those monitoring our elections with foreign entities, Nicole Wallace actually had some absolute retard on her show yesterday. And they they literally got into uh, the legitimacy of this. Let's hear it.
11: Through the papers this weekend, the threats to our elections in, what, two and a half weeks are so pervasive and they're so dire and they include violence. I mean, do you think it's time to ask for friends and allies to come over and help us monitor our elections? We used to do that in other burgeoning and threatened democracies.
6: Yeah. yeah, no, Nicole, we're I'm not there yet, yet. And I know why you're asking what you're asking. And you're not wrong, right? I mean, you know, the kind of intimidation that is threatened around polling places. I mean, you've seen the pictures of the guys with assault weapons near boxes. That stuff is intimidating. And again, that used to be sort of the province of uh, I hate to use the term, but third world countries that didn't care about democracy. Um but but uh no, look, this is something for us to work out ourselves and um You know, we we, at some point, the United States is going to need to collectively decide that not only are we going to oppose Russians and Chinese and North Koreans and Iranians messing around with our elections, we're not going to allow the Republican Party to do it either. And one of the most effective things we can do to take an awful lot of the vulnerabilities off the table, of course, would be to pass the Electoral Count Act uh, in the United States Congress, because that deals with a lot of the levers that they tried to use uh, after Donald Trump was defeated in November of twenty.
11: You know, the work on the Intelligence Committee used to be completely
3: bipartisan. But it- no, it hasn't. No, it hasn't. That is a uh, Connecticut representative, Yeah, Jim Hines, who now sits in the chair that used to be occupied by our great friend Devin Nunes on the, uh, the Intelligence uh, Committee there up on Capitol Hill. And, you know... I get where they're going, but that'll never happen. I, I don't even think there's a complete Democrat Congress that would really allow that to happen. I, I don't know. What do you guys think? No, you think we, we'd let the U.N. or some of our foreign allies come in and monitor our
0: federal elections? I think if you want to be Venezuela, yeah, sure. Yeah. Go for it.
11: And then, well, okay. How, how about a third party, you know, like the military, the National Guard, monitoring making sure people are not doing some, you know, figazy, funky stuff. I mean, what are they doing right now?
3: Yeah. I mean, it's been known for the last couple of weeks that the U S department of justice, of course, and, and, and their corrupt head, Merrick Garland is federally investigating ballot box watchers in Arizona because the news is saying that people are intimidated to go there and, and dump ballot harvesting loads into the boxes while, uh, No one in in real life has actually complained that there's people, you know, sit up there in lawn chairs kind of tailgating by the by the drop boxes in Arizona, making sure that people aren't walking in and, uh, you know, dumping a whole bunch of ballots. And in the cases where they were, they've had people that have pulled up there and it's already been all over social media. People will come up and they'll have garbage bags over their license plates. And, the and, and they'll go up and try to be like, "What are you doing? Take the bag off your license plate." And why do you have all those ballots? And they'll just get in their car and drive away. Well, maybe they That's
11: took legal second. So That's not shady.
0: Maybe they took the toll roads. They just didn't wanna.
11: What the fuck? Absolutely not. <laughs> so he wants to investigate the people that are just sitting there.
0: Yes, yes,
3: saying that it's a uh, voter intimidation. Um, when, at, when, when at the end of the day, you could literally go to any voting center, box. Or, or any voting center right now. If you just don't want to drop off your ballot, just walk it into a, a center where there's elected officials and usually armed okay. security and, and stuff like that. So it, it, it's a fake news narrative. But, you know, they're trying to make it seem like uh, Republicans are repressing votes nationwide. It's definitely gonna, not going to gain any traction in places like Arizona. Believe it or not, last night, though, Satan weighed in because when we're talking about Democrat messaging, Who better else than Hillary Clinton to come in and talk about not just the midterm elections, but the perspective of the 2024 presidential election being rigged and stolen Uh, could be. Let's hear Beelzebub weigh in and uh, talk about this new narrative.
5: Oh, Indivisibles, I'm here to highlight something that (laughs) is keeping me up at night. And I know this group really understands what I'm about to say. I know we're all focused on the 2022 midterm elections, and they are incredibly important. Mm -hmm. But we also have to look ahead because you know what? Our opponents certainly are. Right-wing extremists already have a plan to literally steal the next presidential election. And they're not making a secret of it. The right-wing controlled Supreme Court may be poised to rule on giving state legislatures—yes, you heard me that correctly—state legislatures the power to overturn presidential elections. Just think, if that happens, the 2024 presidential election could be decided not by the popular vote, or even by the anachronistic electoral college, but by state legislatures many of them Republican controlled. But there's also good news in the face of this very real threat to democracy. Indivisible has launched, Crush the coup to make sure we're (laughs) ready to defend democracy in 2024. They've put together a list of critical races in six key states
0: and how you can get
5: involved. Will you support Crush the coup by donating to indivisible and state legislature candidates? No. Each of these races is highly competitive, and your dollars could very well decide the winners and the winner of the next presidential election. This could not be more important or more urgent.
3: Kind of weird timing, don't you think? Yeah.
11: Extremely. And I think it's so fucking funny. She calls the electors anachronistic when in 2020, they literally had a legal elector.
3: Yeah. She's like, if you could believe it, the elected (laughs) on Supreme court is going to give power to again, elected on state officials to write legislation and pass laws in their state where they're elected and said legislation must be voted on before it's enacted as common law
0: gasp. Mm.
3: It's like, and, and then when she talks about, uh, you know, this whole, you know, do you want to join me in like defeat the coup? Defeat the coup is like police state. That's what her defeat the coup is like state electors and state officials, state senates. They don't matter. Supreme court rulings. They don't matter. You don't want to know where they matter in places like New York today, where it turns out that everyone, who's a state and local official that was fired there for refusing the COVID vaccines, are getting their jobs back and back pay. So SCOTUS matters. The U.S. House and Senate matters. Your local elections in your states for officials, including judges, really matter. And uh, you know what else matters is the opinions of some of our great friends, and we're going to be sitting down with one of them right now as we're getting ready to uh, jump right into our midterm election roundup. All right, joining us first on the show today, he's a former strategic advisor and special assistant to Donald John Trump. He's joining us again with some uh, big-time updates coming in hot as usual. Boris Epstein, thanks for joining us on the show. Team,
13: thanks so much for having me. Excited to be here, excited to talk to you. We're two weeks out, and uh, the pressure, the heat are on, and everyone's feeling great in MAGA world.
3: Yeah, you know what? Uh, We are going to get into all these battleground races and then some that you might not have expected maybe six months ago as we head close to the midterm elections. The distractions are on display, uh, backfiring for Joe Biden and his regime left and right. I mean, he just had a a press conference yesterday where he called everybody uh, economy crashing, racist, election denying, uh, abortion stoppers. And that's pretty much the Democrat message as this country rolls like a dumpster fire into the finish line of the midterm elections. Uh, In addition to that, we saw sentencing with Steve Bannon last week. I'm sure you have some uh, hot takes on that, and a subpoena issued by the sham unselect January 6th committee to the former 45th president of the United States, Donald Trump. Boris, what can you tell us about what's going on with all the distractions?
13: Well, here's what I'll tell you. uh, That no matter how many of these witch hunts, how many of these attacks, kangaroo court charades, The left perpetrates President Donald J. Trump continues to stand strong. President Trump continues to fight for the American people. President Trump continues to be the leader of this country. We should know that Joe Biden is not. President Trump is leading our country. And you can see it in the polling. You can see it in the turnout. You can see it in the heat from MAGA. You can see it literally all across the country. So, So the distractions are only helping. MAGA. And that's why Washington, the Washington state Senate seat is now in play. New Hampshire continues to be in play and why the House map is looking stronger and stronger and stronger for MAGA and the Republicans.
3: All right, well, let's jump right into the battlegrounds. Our midterm election pronouns from the beginning have been 35 to 45 and 53 minimum, but it may look like we might have a better night than that on November 8th. Starting out in places like Georgia uh, and and Pennsylvania, we've seen Dr. Oz and and Herschel Walker overcome a lot of. Negative press, a lot of fake hit campaigns, everything from like stuff with puppies to, you know, what's going on with Herschel Walker and his family. These guys have done the exact same thing that some of the people who had the strongest debates did early on, J.D. Vance and Blake Masters. They stuck to the issue. They stuck to the voting record. They stuck to Democrat policies and the candidates who were running on that side of the aisle. And it seems like that's really resonating with the people right now. January 6th and and everything in between doesn't really matter when you have no money in your bank account, when your 401K is a third down, when gas prices are three times as high as when President Trump is in office. What can you say in the battleground states right now that's really grabbing your attention as someone that's dialed into these midterms?
13: Well, look at Pennsylvania where Dr. Oz is now up by almost five points according to the latest polling that was just put out. That's a groundbreaking polling showing Oz, who had been down to a weekend at Bernie Fetterman you know, sometime in the summer, but now pulling through and, and, and going out ahead, uh, that's, that's major. Look at the performance by Herschel Walker over, uh, over Warnock. I mean, that was a masterful, yes. masterful exercise in debate. So here's what, I'm, here's what I'm looking at. I'm fully confident that MAGA Republicans are going to keep Ohio Pennsylvania, and Pennsylvania, and then we are on the route to picking up. Georgia, Arizona, Nevada, and then I fully believe, I fully believe that was the Washington state and Washington state and New Hampshire are in play. So you could you could be seeing a five seat pickup for MAGA Republicans in the Senate and the House. You said thirty five to forty five. I'm looking fifty and above. I think the the fact that Sean Patrick Maloney is in trouble in New York, yep. the fact that Candidates like Peter Hernandez, who's coming in hot in California, who's coming Sue Kylie in New Jersey, and others are bringing so much strength, speaks to a ton of optimism, to a ton of positivity, to a ton of opportunity for MAGIC candidates all across the country.
3: That makes a whole lot of sense, Boris. And when you just look at it, the number one thing that the Biden regime tried to do on day one was implement every single thing they can via executive order, bad policy, and even worse, hire to erase the Trump legacy. The country basically found out in a very short amount of time, and now we're almost two years out, what the country looks like when you erase a lot of Donald Trump's policies and things that kept this country safe prosperous, energy independent, had secure borders, was a geopolitical ally in the world and not someone begging our adversaries while our usual allies are out, you know, just kind of ignoring us. The CCP is thriving. Russia is thriving. Venezuela is thriving. Iran is thriving. And you have the United States and, and the average hardworking blue collar middle class people on their butts right now. Um, do, how much does it say for an election cycle like this where the Dems campaigned so hard that this was never going to be a referendum on their policies to have places Washington like Washington State, Oregon, Connecticut, New Hampshire, and New York in play this close to the deadline?
13: What it says is that the Democrats have failed our country, is that Joe Biden has been an absolute reckless disaster. I mean, it continues day in and day out. His, his family, the only thing they're good at is profiting or grifting off the United States of America. Yeah. So, And what it also says is that because of outlets like yours, because of The new way people are receiving information, the American people are absolutely fully energized and they're absolutely fully aware of just how terrible the Democrats are and how much upside, positivity and strength comes with electing MAGA candidates under the leadership of President Donald J. Trump.
3: Uh, it's 100 percent it right there, Boris. I think the biggest thing we could have heading down the home stretch right here is like a big time pep talk. We've overcome so much over the last two years to get to this point. It, I think this might be the first time since maybe 1994, the Newt Gingrich led return to the power in the House after 40 years of not having it, that we're actually going to see a legitimate referendum on an awful regime up there in the Beltway in Washington D.C. There are probably going to be some things extremely unexpected between now and then. We could all, you know, remember the the, the hit piece on Donald Trump, uh, you know, that was released just a couple days before the election, and they had the New York Times suppression polls that showed Hillary Clinton was a 98% favorite to win the presidency, and everything in between. We've got to be able to expect these things. I think we've come to learn that they're going to come, and uh, we have to hit them head on. What can you tell our listenership to keep their heads up, their chins up? We've done all the work. We've just got to hit the home stretch and get through the finish line. November 8th right now
13: team here's what you got to remember they're going to keep coming at us they come at us every day you know there's a, rid- a rid- ridiculous ludicrous sham trial uh, starting right now by M- Manhattan DA bringing another witch hunt in New York yep. you've got Tom barrack on trial for literally nothing while Hunter Biden is getting tens of millions of dollars representing uh, representing foreign countries and we have unequal justice in this country but the strength is in our hands. We get to resolve this we get to we get to have our voices heard action 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 agency 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 that's what we have and action begets more action and winning begets more winning so you've got to go out there you've got to vote you've got to have your voices be heard and vote up and down the ticket Nevada Jim Marshall is a must win yes Finchell is a must win in Arizona Christina Caramo is a must win in Michigan we need our party strength. We need our MAGA fighters to be winning by big numbers, by huge numbers when push comes to shove on November 8th. And the way that happens is by each and every single one of you going out there, having your voice be heard, voting, but also telling everybody in your community, telling everybody in your circle to vote, for Magikinnitus and when they do we are going to get our country back
3: well that's really resonated in places in like New York which I'll be honest with you six months ago I would have said like you know what that's wishful thinking but I'll be honest with you I can't see it happening and then every week when I go out and see somebody get beat up somebody get executed in a convenience store for not getting the cash out of the register fast enough some mom or grandma get thrown down the stairs or pushed onto a subway track I've really come around to think that like Lee Zeldin is running the race that needs to be run there and, and, and I feel really good about just to where we're standing, we just have to continue to uh finish the job, which is the most important thing. Boris Epstein, last take you see, red tsunami coming in hot.
13: Uh, no doubt, I see a red tsunami, a red wave, and everyone's seeing it. Axio's seeing it, CNN is seeing it, everybody. You, you right now have a crush of expectations actually for a major, major MAGA wave. The Democrats have failed America, the left radical woke lives have failed America. I mean, look at Joe Biden doing that interview with the, you know, the transgender host yesterday talking about child <laughs> mutilation. Yeah. Americans, Americans are not are not just against that; they are disturbed by it. They disdain it. Americans want to return to normalcy, and that's what we're going to have. And that's the start of that march back to normalcy begins on November eighth, continues through twenty twenty four, when, as you hope and expect, President Trump takes back to the White House and walks back into the Oval Office, the latest, Jan 20,
3: 2025. I 100% agree with you there. Boris, all of our listenership is going to want to get dialed into wherever you are at, whatever He's you're better. posting, and, and all the things. Boris, coming in hot between now and November 8th, where can we find you across social medias, and what is your handles?
13: We're coming in hot all day long. I'll be on War Room today at 530 Eastern with the one and only Honey Badger Steve Bannon, who continues to bring the heat all day long. And continues to stand up to weaponization of law enforcement and political targeting. We're proud to stand with Steve Bannon. So I'll be on that show today, 530 warroom.org. And for me, the website is hot right now, com. Go sign up right now on BorisCP.com. Hot on Getter at BorisCP. On Twitter at BorisCP. Hot on Truth Social at Boris. Hottest on the gram, Boris underscore Epstein. Stay strong. God bless. I'll go vote, and I'll talk to you soon.
3: Absolutely love it. This is the former strategic advisor and special assistant to the 45th president of the United States, Mr. Boris Epstein. Thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us on Steak for Breakfast again.
13: Thanks, Tim. God bless
3: you and your listeners. You as well. You
14: know, on the CNN interview, you doubled down. You said you have no regrets how we handled the pandemic. This, you were a champion of mandates and shutdowns, and our children suffered because of that. But I knew he still had purpose and I fought for his life, liberty and pursuit of happiness. I took on big government and I won. He went on and became the first blind active duty officer to ever serve our country. We served for over a decade with him completely blind. Veterans need a leader and a fighter who will go cut through the red tape, who will cut through the government bureaucracy, who will make the government work for them and ensure that at the end user, that the customer, our, our American soldier, our veterans, gets everything that they earned. Our family, I had to take on big government and I won. That's what I will do for all of you. If you send me to Washington DC, I will be honored to earn your vote. You know, Senator Murray, you're not the mom in tennis shoes anymore. It's been 30 years, you've become a career politician. And our family lives with that sacrifice every single day. It's certainly why I'm in this fight as well. And so I, I wanna ask, you know, do you believe that me and my family are a threat to democracy, Senator Murray? Because tell everyone here today, either that or disavow your campaign's dangerous rhetoric that has spent millions of dollars to attack and paint me as someone I am not. That's what's on the ballot this November. I am here to unify, to bring us together, to serve this country. This is not about politics. This is about the United States of America. She stood by Joe Biden with the American Rescue Plan and said, we are in a better place now. In every room I've been into in Washington State, I've been in all 39 counties. I've listened to thousands of voters across Washington State. I ask, are you in a better place? They say, no, we are worse. For me, it was truly in that fight that I knew we have so much more to fight for. I have a record of taking on big government and winning. My opponent doesn't. She works for Washington, D.C. She is the image of big government. Washington State deserves better.
3: They certainly do, and that's why. That was heartfelt. Yeah, Trump-endorsed Republican nominees like Tiffany Smiley is surging in places where we usually don't surge uh, this close to a midterm election, and that's in Washington State against incumbent radical progressive vote everything with Joe Biden and uh, Chuck Schumer, uh, Senator Murray there. That was part of, um, you know, her team's cut-up town hall that they had recently and uh, empowered um, right now to use the narratives to push back on the inflation rates, uh, veterans benefits, the COVID mandates, the attacks on children. You know, as we're jumping into our midterm election roundoff, no better way to start it than we did with our great friend Boris. i was so glad he took time out of, uh, you know, his busy schedule. Obviously, he said he's going to be jumping on the war room here this evening, but uh, took some time to come and Slum it down here with steak for breakfast, so uh, let's get this thing rolling. I'm sure everybody last night, uh, well, yesterday in general, enjoyed a uh, better-than-average Mehmet Monday. Mm. Uh, Polls are starting to show that Dr. Oz has pulled ahead of radical, progressive, handicapped hobo Shrek John Fetterman there. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where I think we're starting to see the real numbers where, you know, a lot of the polling outlets used repression polls to see if these candidates would fall off but they've run on. Such good messaging and, and, and such good platforms, and a lot of them, with the endorsement of Donald Trump, uh, continue to surge. Dr. Oz jumped on with Tucker Carlson last night. It was a short interview, a few minutes, so I pulled the entirety of it. No better way to come off another successful Mehmet Monday. And uh, as we round out the month of October here, then to uh, pay homage to the good doctor who's looking to be the next senator in Pennsylvania. Let's hear it
1: violent crime in the state of Pennsylvania, did they not think that anyone was going to notice that when they put this man up for office? Well, it's shocking when you hear Krasner speak
9: there about a city he thinks he's protecting, but I've been in Philadelphia a lot during this campaign. I, I live in, uh, in Philly. I went to school in West Philly, and you actually talk to the people there. What they say is they don't want to be part of a white, woke experiment, a social exactly. experiment where they're left with the consequences. And Fetterman, to your point, said that if he had a magic wand to do anything he wanted to His goal would be to release murderers from life in prison. Played it last week. Now, Tucker, can you Mm -hmm. imagine having a magic wand to do anything you want? I mean, you could take care of inflation, although you don't need a magic wand for that. But there's lots of things you could do. But releasing murderers from life in prison without asking uh, the families what they think and oftentimes voting against the other members of the parole board, even other Democrats, is not aligned with the values
1: of Pennsylvanians. That's the position he has taken. So many Pennsylvanians have died of fentanyl, O.D., and opioid more broadly, but fentanyl, I would say specifically in the last year that it really is. The numbers are are almost beyond belief. And yet I don't think stopping fentanyl importation, dealing, punishing fentanyl peddlers is a feature of any Democratic campaign. Why is that? Because they're ignoring the humanitarian crisis they have created with
9: feckless policies on the border. They've funded cartels inadvertently who make money trafficking human beings, take the money, buy fentanyl from China. They don't say anything to China about that, by the way. Mm. The fentanyl was brought to America like pieces of candy and unfortunately ends up in people's mailboxes. But Federman goes beyond that. That's what all the Democrats do. Fetterman says, I want to legalize all drugs. I want heroin injection sites. And he actually embraced a, a measure in Oregon, which was enacted two years ago with exactly those rules. And listen carefully, this is critical. 40% increase in overdose death rates. That's to be expected if you legalize all drugs. But here's the part that catches me. 50% increase in homicides. Yep. You create a lawless environment. Police aren't allowed to do their job, which is to confiscate narcotics. And this is the world that he's trying to create for us. And by the way, if you're bothered by this, and I, I was bothered enough to run against them, please go to com and support me, because the Democratic Party doesn't even know this about him. They're just trying to get the 51st Senate seat. So they're pouring money into Pennsylvania. So Dr. Oz.com will at least give me some support against them. But we're going to win on the issues. Just like all the Republicans that you've mentioned today, the debate we're having tomorrow night is going to reinforce John Fetterman's radical positions. The momentum we have is a direct response of focusing on kitchen table issues. Crime, drugs, we've mentioned both with the border, and of course the economy, everyone's focused on. Although if you're in Philadelphia right now, you're worried about your life. and come companies are
1: leaving yep. big chains, leaving the city because they're done with the experiment. I, I got to just ask you, and I, I'm sure you don't like to go to motive, but it's just, it's amazing to me. 107,000 Americans die of drug ODs last year. And here's a guy promoting drug legalization when we know it will result in more deaths. Why would, why would anyone push an idea like that at a time like this? Because they're more
9: concerned about the perpetrator or the criminal than the innocent and the victims. They don't hear the stories that I've been witnessing as I campaign of moms telling me that they've found their children blue and dead because they went on Facebook and signed up for, you know, a a over the counter pain pill and ended up having uh, fentanyl in it. We we confiscated seven times more fentanyl in Pennsylvania this quarter than two years ago, according to the state patrol. And by the way, and all the law enforcement uh, groups have endorsed me because they know Feterman doesn't have their back and I'll fight hard to let them do their job. But Tucker, that's part of the problem. When you talk to the left-leaning politicians, on the far left especially, they don't want the police to do their jobs. They don't want anyone to do their jobs. And they don't want to, therefore, deal with the consequences of it so they don't come downtown to the prayer vigils I've attended. They haven't gone to Kensington, which is the largest open-air drug market in the country, that we created with these bizarre beliefs that you can give people drugs and it's okay. Believe me, taking heroin long-term is not a good strategy. You're not going to do well. And because I know that and I love these people and I see the divine sparkle going out in their eyes. I want to take them to detox, put them in rehab, and I'll fund that when I'm in the Senate. Why wouldn't you want that? And again, this is something we should all be rooting for. This should be a bipartisan desire.
3: It certainly should be. What do you guys think of uh, You know, a little bit longer piece than we usually play, but I think they were hitting it. Now, here's another thing that I want you guys to both take into consideration. There's so many people who say, Dr. Oz, we all know it's not true, kind of distance himself from Donald Trump. We all know how like the endorsements change after the primary season because you're can, you know, you're ca- campaigning and catering to a more diverse base as you head into the general election. Obviously, there's the moderates, there's the walkaways, lots of independents in places like Pennsylvania, which is has been historically a purple state. So but I, I think his messaging, everything he did was it sounded like talking points from a Trump rally. Don't you guys agree?
11: Yeah, totally agree. It makes sense now why Trump endorsed him. And I've honestly. At first, I was like, what, Dr. Oz? But now I'm like, I'm super pleasantly surprised. When I hear him talk and everything he says is just like you said. Perfect description. It sounds like sounds like a Trump
15: rally talk.
3: Yeah, it certainly does. And it looks like he's more than ready to go and fight on behalf of the great people of the Keystone State in addition to everyone else up there in the Senate come January. Just uh, touching on a couple of things, they did mention the debate. That was last night's Tucker Carlson on Monday, so today's Tuesday, October 25th. We have three big ones tonight. The only one we're going to see from Lee Zeldin and Kathy Holschel in New York, which is Lee Zeldin's opportunity to put her to bed because he's actually up by one point in a lot of polls that have come out over the last 48 hours, which is crazy. You know, we, we started off with Tiffany Smiley to see her within the margin Marjor- of – of error as well for just a random sentencing that there was no chance in my mind that we thought we'd even be competing for just as a, uh, you know, recently as uh, six months ago, we also have uh, Dr. Oz in his only debate with John Fetterman. We talked about it a little bit on Friday, but yesterday there was some internal emails leaked uh, between the Fetterman and Oz campaign saying, you know, we need to lower the expectations. This isn't John Fetterman's like wheelhouse and uh, expect something extremely boring they're not going to be able to cover a lot of issues because i guarantee even if like he's prepared to answer the questions he's going to use the uh closed captioning computer and and the talk back that he it's like all set up with all these stipulations dr oz should stay away from all of his disabilities and impairities. uh they're going to see it on television anyway we're going to see clips all over twitter all over truth social all over social media on facebook and stuff what he needs to do is hit him up on the issues. If he goes hard on those four or five talking points in the hour they're going to debate tonight and can get them in, I think Dr. Oz walks away with a resounding win in that debate. And then we're going to see the second and last debate between Tudor Dixon and, uh, you know, radical incumbent Demeter there uh, governor there in Michigan, Gretchen Whitmer. So Tudor Dixon won but wasn't as hard. She's very nice, definitely a mommy. But, uh, you know, we need to see her dunk on her on Whitmer a little bit more we, we all know the record she tanked the economy she defunded the police she locked everybody down harder uh you know she was in the same category as Gavin Newsom and Andrew Cuomo and and Governor Wolf in Pennsylvania during the pandemic and she just needs to keep hitting those things home the the sexualization of kids is becoming a huge issue in in Michigan especially within the uh Muslim community there and they're just not having it so yeah they're done <clears throat> there's a lot of there's a lot of things there so let's keep that in mind in addition, I've seen some some more hit pieces. I do want to stay in this in this state. Uh, you know, Doug Mastriano, who's running a great race right now to be the next governor of Pennsylvania. So Carl Rove, who's supposedly a Republican strategist, has put out a new hit ad that supports Josh Shapiro, the five foot three Democrat challenger who won his last two elections by shit margins against worse candidates, uh, which basically glorifies Josh Shapiro's work in the state and demonizes John Fetterman's. It's pretty weird to see a Republican strategist use this method just to not have Doug Mastriano as governor there. It's absolutely pathetic, mm-hmm. and uh, but but some of the things that we have come to expect from these idiots is they're uh, looking to do anything to stop Donald Trump from from you know resonating and getting his candidates uh, over the finish line. So I don't know if you guys had saw it yesterday or not. Um, Big Dick Ron DeSantis, non-presidential 2024. Can I, you guys see that meme I made I put it on our mm-hmm. – Yeah, the one from uh, – what is it called? The Boys, mm-hmm. where where Homelander's, like, looking at the crowd, feeling all proud because everybody's cheering for him, and then he looks down, and instead of seeing Billy Butcher, I put Ron DeSantis on Homelander, and then Donald Trump is yeah. Billy Butcher. And it's like all the DeSantis bros on Twitter thinking they're going to walk to an easy presidential primary season uh, nomination after the midterm elections. And we, we, we keep forgetting the big – Huge, ridiculously huge elephant. Huge elephant huge. in the room. And uh, the fact of the matter is I, I I really like Ron DeSantis. I like what he's done. He's got a lot of work to do. Uh, definitely an unpolished politician. Listen, anybody who who is a DeSantis bro, I completely appreciate you. We're more than happy to have you on the show, especially if you're a pundit and you want to give commentary on re- Republican politics. That's completely fine. Go back to his House voting record. Go back to... When he said he did everything opposite of, of COVID, but there were still places with mass mandates and lockdowns in Florida, you know, in radical progressive states, he didn't do anything to stop it. Uh, you know, there were other places like Georgia uh, Georgia and the Dakotas, you know, and places like that, Oklahoma, that were open before Florida, too, as well, which is all fine. I'm not taking anything away from Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis is a firebrand. He's he's come to the forefront of the Republican movement. I think Kerry Lake's going to natch him back down, to. Second place after these midterm elections, but that's fine. We need more than one. Mm-hmm. And um, but in regards to twenty twenty four, don't even think about it. I mean, no, please.
11: I think, like I said, I don't think he's ready, and I could see him in twenty twenty eight. Yeah, but I think that Florida needs the. You know, I need. I think that Florida and places like Arizona and these states they need strong governors. They need to stay there. You know, and DeSantis is doing really well in Florida right now. And I think that's where he belongs at the moment.
3: Historically, you, you eke out that Ron DeSantis win last time against the the crackhead who is who is giving guys blowjobs and passing out, right? So mm-hmm. so that's that's last time. This time I think he's gonna get I think he's gonna win six to seven points, which would be like a ridiculous landslide in politics these days since everything is usually like forty eight mm-hmm. fifty two, forty seven fifty. You know, that's that's kind of the way elections are these days. Um You go and step away to to run for a presidential bid and force a special election in Florida for the governor's race. Historically speaking, it's going to boomerang back around. You're going to get a Democrat in there and they're going to ruin five or six years of his work Uh um, and completely erase everything. And Florida will be mediocre again. And the entire Republican apparatus in the state is going to have to work triple the time to keep everything in place because you're going to have a governor that's working directly against them. Um, but they had a debate last night, Ron DeSantis and Charlie Chris, and uh, they kind of got into it a couple times. DeSantis won resoundingly. He has the track record and, of course, the talking points. Let's hear a couple things from him. This one's regarding uh, all this gender mutilation and uh, kid confusion stuff that's going on inside and outside the classrooms. Let's hear it.
16: You know, I would say when you oppose the Parents' Rights and Education Bill, which prevents six, seven, eight-year-olds from having sexuality, gender ideology injected in their curriculum you are the one that's waging the culture war i'm simply defending parents and students because it's inappropriate to have that in elementary school it's inappropriate to tell a sixth grade a six year old that they were born in the wrong body yep. it's inappropriate to tell an eight-year-old that they may have been born a girl but maybe they're really a boy that's wrong we need to do the basics we need to teach them to read write add and subtract uh, and if we do that we'll continue to lead in fourth grade reading and fourth grade math like we did in today's NAEP results which is a great testament to having open schools and a lot of hard-working folks in our school system i also signed I'm the the father of a five-year-old daughter and a two-year-old daughter as well as a four-year-old son. But my daughters are very athletic, and we signed legislation to protect the right of women athletes. Love it. That you should not have someone competing on the men's team for three years and then switch to the women's team. Charlie Crist opposed that bill. He said he would have vetoed it. I'm going to protect women's sports in the state of Florida.
3: Good talking points there Mm -hmm. from from, from the current governor. And, and, And I do, listen, when he says those test scores from Florida that came out for my children's age range and that they're leading in the nation, I get jealous.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I get jealous. We're, we're we're in the bottom quadrant as Donald Trump likes to say it out here in Southern California. You know, we, we pay the highest taxes, especially in regards to school pay like $13,000 a kid out here. Yeesh. And, uh, you know, my kid, my, my You, know, you yeah. don't
11: teach them anything but social justice and about their sexuality, well, the teacher's sexuality and, you know, grooming them basically. I mean, is it really a surprise <laughs> at
3: this no, it, point? No, it's not. And I'm glad that, uh, you know, we live in an area where school choices enacted and we were allowed to send our kids to a, to a charter okay. school. We did have a more conservative board there. They weren't for vaccine mandates for sure. Like as soon as, Gavin Newsom opened every <clears throat> excuse me, thing back up. We we got out of the uh masks. Never never was a was like once they went back to in person learning, they figured like, okay, we don't need masks, we're back in school. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I don't hate that either. But uh yeah, those test scores are something that I'm pretty jealous of. I'm well, I mean, you gotta be able to do the work, and that was the biggest dunk of the day that Ron DeSantis had last night on Charlie Chris, talking about how many days he actually showed up in this in the uh you know, Senate to do his job. Let's hear this posterization real quick. Hello.
16: So we had the border that was in much better shape in January of 2021. The Biden administration reversed almost every policy that was in place and they opened the floodgates. That's why we have the problem. It's not from some phantom piece of legislation. And you know, I hear Charlie Chris talking about some of this other stuff. You know, he as a congressman made $174,000 a year. You know how many days he showed up to work in Washington D.C. this year? 14 days imagine that deal for you you show up 14 days and you make over a hundred grand that's the type of effort this guy puts in actually doing his job
3: it's a good point and you know it was a pretty progressive moderator there she like slammed her hand on the desk at the end and like shook her head like she was pissed off but it's the fact of the matter nancy pelosi enacted that uh you know remote voting and there was there was People in the house on the Democrat side who are on fucking cruise ships and down in like, you know, the Florida Keys vacationing and doing all this other wild shit. And they're voting for policies that were that have absolutely crushed this country over the course of the last two years. I thought. You know, that was a really good point to make up, and it talks about the job that these people do. We saw Carrie Lake last week point out that, you know, in this fiscal year that that just came to an end. Katie Hobbs, the, you know, current uh, state legislator there, showed up to work 19 times. Mm. And uh, she asked, like, well, well, how do you know that? Because someone who works in the state capitol went and pulled her profile and she scanned her card to go into the building 19 times in the last
0: fiscal year. So it's (laughs) like,
3: yeah.
0: Apparently she had a lot of sick leave.
3: She, she had receipts to back it up, and I liked it. Um, switching gears now and, and staying in that thread, though, Carrie Lake, uh, she sat down for a town hall this weekend, and it was, it was announced randomly from the, the NFL home office that if Carrie Lake is elected governor uh, and when she's sworn into office, which would be less than a month from when the Super Bowl was played, the NFL would consider moving the location of the Super Bowl from f- Arizona uh, if Carrie Lake decided to do what she said she was going to do in the first hour of her governorship, which is declare an invasion on the state of Arizona, uh, declaration really of
11: want, like, nobody to watch and <laughs> just completely.
3: They have chased so much of their viewership away. And it's just absolutely incredible to see them put out some ridiculously partisan bullshit virtue single like this. Uh, you know, they still let people on teams I, I see everybody's pretty much gone back to normal with their uniforms more people w- are worried about who play in the NFL you know the young kids that pretty much participate in the game about being stylish like you know Versace cleats and gloves to match but you, know, you see like one or two douchebags on a team that have fucking big-ass Black Lives Matter like right on the rubber at the bottom of the the base of their helmet in the back And I'm just like why, mm. why? everybody knows it. just stop you know it, it, it's an it's it's, it's gotten embarrassing
11: it is. It's cringe and it's embarrassing. Nobody, they're not there for that shit. Like, keep that away from what you're supposed to do.
3: Yeah, I mean, the, the football team that I like this year is six and one. I haven't watched a game yet because I just, you know, I'd rather watch college football where the kids aren't allowed to do stuff like that and uh, the game's more pure and less telegraphed. But stick it in the thread right here. Carrie Lake sat down for a town hall over the weekend. She was asked about this issue, and uh, of course, we're all going to absolutely love her answer. But let's hear it. Let's jump then to the fallout we know that there's been a history in arizona with sb 1070 with boycotts
6: in arizona we know the super bowl at one time was pulled over the martin luther king law you're going to you would be inaugurated you would be sworn in a month from the super bowl being here if the nfl were to threaten they're going to pull the super bowl if you do that would it make you waver in your decision
8: you want to tell me that a bunch of football teams owned by billionaires are okay with fentanyl pouring across our border at a record level, mm. killing our young people. Number one killer right now is fentanyl, 18 to 45. It's killing a generation of people. If the NFL is okay with that, then they got to do some soul searching. I don't think the NFL is that stupid. I really don't. So you're, you we wouldn't be concerned to make about sure that? We sure that we're stopping the cartels. Okay. No, I'm not concerned. Okay. The people of Arizona is who I work for. And that's why I'm here with you today, Mike. This is a job interview. This should have been a debate, and we are doing a job interview. And you, the people of Arizona, are the hiring agent. I will be working for you. And unfortunately, my opponent doesn't have the courage and doesn't have the respect for the people of Arizona to show up here, sit on this stage, and take these same questions. But I'm not going to be taking marching orders from the NFL. I'm taking marching orders from the people of Arizona who are tired of their children getting their hands on the most deadly drug this country's ever seen. Mike, I I talk to parents all the time. The hardest thing in the world is having a mother come up to you and tell you that she lost her Mm 19-year-old because he took a pill. He took one pill. He didn't know it was a fentanyl pill. He didn't know it came from Mexico, from the cartels. He's gone. Think about what we, and think about out there what you have accomplished since you were 19. There's no amount of money that can ever bring a child back who's lost his life to fentanyl. And the thing is, we don't have to have these senseless deaths. We're being poisoned by the cartels and the CCP. The communist regime out of China is behind this. And if you don't think that they can take down a civilization and a country, over drugs, with drugs, then you need to do a history lesson. And you got to look at the Opium Wars. They brought down dynasties with drugs, and they're trying to bring this country down. I am a mama bear at heart, and I will fight tooth and nail to protect our children. I don't want to have to face another parent who's lost a 17-year-old son, a 19-year-old daughter, a 20-year-old daughter. We're losing our future, Mike. And so if the NFL has a problem with that, they're going to have to uh, lick their wounds because we are going to secure our border in Arizona.
3: I love it, and mm-hmm. you know she she jumped up so much. she's yeah, just
8: incredible,
3: yeah, she jumped on that town hall with Sean Hannity and Blake Masters last night, and I'll tell you what they interviewed Carrie Lake first. They brought Blake Masters in after a commercial break. Sean Hannity, you know, asked him a question or two, and then after Blake Masters threw uh one of the questions he answered, he partially answered it and threw it over to Carrie Lake. They stayed on her pretty much for the rest of the interview. She stole the show and it's like not intentional. Everybody was having a good time. Like masters, you could just see was in awe of like traveling with her every day, campaigning with her every day, but then still seeing the way that she's taken on the responsibility here. Listen, there's a reason why when she was on the show two weeks ago, we asked her if she felt responsible to carry that ticket over the finish line. Her on display here for the rest of the nation to see, even though she's running for the governor of Arizona, is more than enough to back up the yes that she gave us when she was on the show. What do you think, Antoinette?
11: I think she's amazing.
3: Yeah, she's, she pretty much is. And uh,
0: Well, it's it doesn't matter, like, what your politics are. You have to realize that when Carrie Lake talks, she knows what she's talking about. She presents it in a manner that anyone can understand. Yes. And the only reason you don't like her is because you don't like the truth that she's speaking. Right.
3: It seems like it's not a counter-narrative. It's the triggerage. Like, look at what you've done. I'm offering solutions to fix it. And they get hooked up on, like, look at what you've done. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, she brings up that. We've had heart-to-hearts with Carrie on this show. She's talking about someone in her family. She already told us that she had a, a cousin or a nephew uh, die from an, a fentanyl overdose where they thought they were buying Xanax pills off some local Ugh. dealer on Facebook and wound up ODing. And and,
0: and yeah, that's, I
11: that's awful. I had a relative, a close cousin of mine. Same thing just happened. It's, okay. it's terrible. And it's like, it can happen to, I worry so much. Cause I mean, look at what, like I've said earlier in other, you know, episodes when it comes to this, I mean, look at what happens to police officers, you know,
3: who get exposed. Yeah, who
11: get exposed.
3: I mean, <laughs> it's unbelievable. With the, just
11: like, you know, brushing up against somebody's you know, when they're doing a search or, you know, taking a baggie out and with gloves on. This stuff is so dangerous and so potent. Gosh, you know, my my kid can rub their hand on something in public and I,
3: and that'd be it. I mean, I was just going to say, we all have small kids that like, we all know, like anything that looks like candy or like a Flintstone vitamins, dude, if our kid finds it, regardless if it's on the floor or in their classroom or in like somebody else's car, they're going to take that thing and pop it right in their mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw my kids the other day. They were Free like candy. Oh, they were walking through the kitchen and my son found like a, a chewable vitamin that was on the floor for at least a couple days. I don't know how the dogs missed it. First of all, my son just picked it up, just threw it right in his mouth.
0: And oh, I am like, num, num, num. Yeah. I mean,
11: like, what do you do? You literally have not even, there's not like seconds to minutes to, to do something about it. If you have, if you have Narcan, but who the hell is carrying Narcan, you know, in their house? Yeah.
3: I wonder, um, you know, what else I wonder is will Gretchen Whitmer be defeated by Tudor Dixon she was on with I, yeah yes. we, we all hope so and, and and are loving the campaign she's running right now like I said debate tonight we've got Oz Zeldin and Tudor Dixon um, let's hear her on Maria this weekend talking about getting off the Biden Whitmer train
4: your take on the energy policy of this administration and what has been the impact in Michigan Well, good morning, Maria. Thank you for having me. Boy, when you look at Michigan, Whitmer and Biden are exactly in the same court when it comes to energy. She is trying to shut down a pipeline in the state of Michigan. You've seen this with the Biden administration with the Keystone pipeline. Well, line five right here in Michigan, Gretchen Whitmer has been going after for four years now. She's still saying she wants to shut this pipeline down while people are about to pay the highest prices they've ever paid for energy and heating their homes this winter. We've already had many inches, almost two feet of snow in the Upper Peninsula. That's where we get our propane to heat homes is from Line 5 in the Upper Peninsula. She wants to shut that down and increase prices. She's talking about economic development in the state of Michigan, but that's 80% of the jet fuel out of our Detroit airport, and she's willing to have those prices go sky high. She doesn't know what she's doing when it comes to energy, but she knows she wants to be married to the progressive left and Biden policies when she was running before. But Joe Biden was running in 2020 She said she was riding with Biden and Mm, everybody has a seat. Well, none of us want a seat on the Biden train anymore. Let us off. We want to make sure Whitmer does not have another four years in Michigan.
3: And that's a good point right there. I mean, uh, Mm
16: -hmm.
3: if you're riding for Biden at at
0: this point, (laughs) you've got bigger problems mentally. You might be fentanyl overdosing. Yeah. Like you might want to not pick up that pill off the ground.
11: Fentanyl overdose because.
3: You know it's crazy. She talks about Line Five. Gretchen Whitmer said she will shut it down in her second term as governor. And even radical progressives and sons of Fidel Castro, Justin Trudeau, Trudeau said you cannot you cannot do that. You cannot do that because it's a it's a joint effort between Canada and the Great Lakes states that that Line Five pipeline. And uh, like I said, it, a lot of Canadians you know, heat their homes with the propane that's brought in from that. And it would absolutely cripple, uh, you know, their energy economy there, much the way ours is getting crippled right now. But, you know, in line with the Biden agenda and, and the fracking that goes along with propane and natural gas, uh, which she also said she wants to completely terminate in the state, a huge component of of their workforce there. We're looking at some things, uh, you know, it might be the blue collar middle class, you know, people in the energy injury industry that get Tudor Dixon- Uh, over the finish line on november 8th which would be an interesting component of it as well Uh, last last stop right now and it's where one of our great friends cash patel is uh torn around the great state of of nevada right now with adam lexall he spoke at a town hall uh last night and was talking about some of these covid uh you know cdc things that are going on with uh trying to add the covid vaccine to the kids uh vaccine schedules across the country Breaking news today. You know, Joe no Biden. You. Joe Biden received his thrice booster
0: uh, mm. live
3: on television. He's not
0: getting the real thing. There's no fucking way. They're risking that he would potentially have one of these adverse reactions. I mean, he's hanging by a thread as it is. Can you imagine if like half his face went numb or something? Or
3: he just did like the Carrie, Katy Perry, blinky eye thing from the weekend.
0: <laughs> I, I think she was doing that on purpose. I don't. I think everybody's making a big fuss yeah. over that whole thing. Really she was bad. just being a weirdo.
3: They
11: mock. I think people. Yeah. People like her mock the public.
0: Yeah,
11: like that as well.
0: So can them. you imagine Biden trying to eat ice cream with Bell's palsy? No. Yeah, well, <laughs> yes, yes. So, can you can you imagine
11: sitting there with like a bib under him, like?
0: <laughs> can
3: you imagine Joe Biden trying another bib, trying to hold his balls with Bell's palsy? I don't. When only one of his butt cheeks works. <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> pee his pants a lot more. Balls palsy.
3: We're staying in a serious thread here. Let's hear. Oh, a, serious. Sorry. Laxalt.
16: CDC ruling today uh, to allow a bunch of unelected bureaucrats to force parents to vaccinate their children or else they can't go to school. Uh, I've called on Senator Masto uh, to stand with parents that want to be able to make that choice for themselves. Uh, I certainly will fight that tooth and nail for the state of
3: Alabama. I mean, we don't need to hear the Spanish version as well, but yeah. they, but thanks. Yeah, it was at a Latino town hall uh, two days ago where Adam Lexalt was talking about that. I'd like to, i like to see the fact that a, a Republican-led Senate will not vote on legislation that forces that into the
0: kids. They didn't I want sense. to just roll Jill, Jill Biden in there to say, C Plodway. Well, she does, <laughs> she does love
3: her breakfast tacos. Ugh. Speaking of which, we're going to be sitting down right now with one of our new friends and uh, someone who's going to be continuing to give us an update on everything midterm election related and more. Joining us next on the show today, she's a lawyer for the 45th president of the United States. She's also the official spokeswoman for MAGA Inc. Announced yesterday, is this your first podcast? Maybe since announcing the title, we'll ask her right now. Ms. Alina Hobbit, thanks for coming on Steak for Breakfast.
15: Hi, thank you guys for having me.
3: No, what's it's our, our pleasure. How's everything going with you? What's news on your end? Obviously, I saw uh, you joined Sean Spicer yesterday. You made the announcement about becoming the official spokeswoman for MAGA Inc. That's awesome. We've been tracking that since its inception and teasing all the good things that uh, are going to be going on with that apparatus. And uh, yeah. we're, we're going to see uh, just what that's all about. Why don't you give us a little information on the uh, recent announcement and what's going on down there?
15: yeah well there is a spokesperson for maga inc i don't know what you would call me i guess this but i mean an advisor or whatever you know i've been involved in this uh unfortunately uh political dilemma that we find ourselves in in the country, I feel like for a really long time. And um, being Donald Trump's attorney, you can be one of two people, right? You could be the person that goes to court, barely talks to their client, or you can be somebody who gets integrated into so many different things. And unfortunately, because of who he is, a lot of his lawsuits become political. And it kind of was an easy transition. I feel like I've been doing media for, you know, it's been over a year now for him. So it was a natural progression of things. And, you know, um, if my voice can be used to help, uh, America first candidates to kind of push them over the, the finish line in the next two weeks, then, you know, all, all the better for it. I'm, I'm here to help.
3: Yeah. And that's one of the things where, uh, We've definitely been keeping track on now. We know that uh, MAGA Inc. going to be involved in several of the big races heading down the uh, pike here. as We're now 14 days out from when people are going to the ballot box on November 8th. What are some of the races that you guys are uh, heavily involved with right now, and what's some of the support you're looking to give some of these Trump-endorsed America First candidates as we're getting ready to uh, flip the House and Senate and bring in a whole bunch of new great governors?
15: Well, you guys have a picture, a, a sign right behind you of Carrie Lake. You know, <laughs> we're, we're definitely um, behind them. I think everybody knows Oz is a big candidate that they've been helping in Pennsylvania. Um, the list goes on and on. And sometimes it's not even about endorsing um, through MAGA as much as Donald Trump's rallies. And I spoke to this last night um look i'm sure you guys have been to many rallies anybody that has been understands there's a certain energy that he brings right when he's on these rallies and that energy has really changed the dynamic of the attendees and getting people out to vote which is the number one priority never mind the money and the spending and the advertising if we don't vote but we have republicans or we have um people that are behind these candidates that could actually make a change or Debunk some of the candidates that are currently in, in place, then we've got a problem and it's all for nothing. So I don't care how much you spend on advertising. If, if your neighbor isn't going to vote um, in two weeks, we're screwed. So you know, we're, we're really pushing, I think their team, you know, is very guarded about who we are going to, um, spend money on how we're going to spend money. Some of it is done quietly. Some of it's obviously more public through advertising. As you know, we spent $9 million in the last two weeks. So,
13: um,
15: it's not a joke and and they're going to keep it close to their chest and as will I, and, and they'll make sure that we do what we need to do.
3: No, that makes a whole lot of sense because there are a lot of candidates out there who have complained, not for MAGA Inc. or anything to do with President Trump. I mean, for all the candidates that he's endorsed and more, he's gone out on the road. You've talked about rallies. We're going to touch on that in a bit. And he's really given... What is the X factor in this whole thing, aside from his endorsement? It's the physical having the rally and being, you know, mm-hmm. live in those battleground states. You traveled with the 45th president uh, over the weekend to Texas. We saw some pictures on social media and, and, and some videos and things of that nature. How was that whole experience? Obviously, it wasn't your first rally, but I mean, uh, well, you guys did get back on the refitted Trump Force One and and took that one on the road. So how was the overall experience of the rally in Texas? We're going to be covering it a little bit later in our show today.
15: Oh, it was awesome. I I mean, I'm fortunate enough to have been able to travel with his team and the the 45th president. Um, Hopefully, you know, one day he'll be 47th if he chooses (laughs) to run. Um, But we, you know, it's an it's. It's amazing. I mean, what do you want me to It was amazing. And then you go to the rally and he's always on point. And my favorite parts of the rally, honestly, are when he goes off script and he gets fired up and he, you can see he engages with the crowd so much. You know, in Texas, they got up and started sing, singing the Star Spangled Banner. Yep. It was the most American moment I've seen in this country in a really long time. And it's why I'm happy to, Um, help with MAGA, Inc., help with anything I can um, for saving this country. And and like I said on Sean last night, you know, we don't have there is no Democratic spokesperson because you've got Biden who's licking his ice cream. Right. Like it's crazy what's going on. So they have to spend a lot of money. We just need to put our front runner up and center and loud as he always is and proud and Americanized. Um, the the swamp, frankly.
3: Well, yeah, when you're looking at the entirety of the messaging that's coming from the Democrat side heading down the stretch here, I think everybody, they they threw out so many bigs over the course of the last weekend. Obviously, Joe Biden went out there and, and you know, fumbled through some uh, speaking events and interviews. And then you had <laughs> people like Nancy Pelosi and Bernie Sanders just out there saying, like, well, we're here down the home stretch and the messaging is now when you go to the ballot box on November 8th, you're going to have the choice between the Democrats who have currently essentially set the entire world on fire or you're going to have to vote for an election denying racist economy tanking abortion ender and and if that's gotten to the point to where like the economy's so bad geopolitics are so bad the southern borders wide open crime is rampant fentanyl deaths are at an all time mm-hmm. high and the messaging is racist election denying abortion enders I mean they really have no platform. They really have no message. The best thing about being, uh, you know, connected to President Trump is when he gets out there on the road, he circles back to how his policies directly affected the American people, the hardworking, blue-collar middle class. You see it in candidates like walkaways, J.D. Vance, and people like Kerry Lake who have come over to the, you know, Make America Great and, and America First movement and, and right. really spun it into things that have gotten, you know, absolute popularity with the people knowing that those are the policies that made this country, you know, the best place on earth to live.
15: Yeah, I mean, they do have a platform. Actually, their platform is taking down Donald Trump yep. because that's their biggest threat. So they don't care that they're spitting all of my kids' Skittles on Halloween. You know, they don't care about that. They actually love having immigrants come in inappropriately because they get more votes that way. You know, that's why they want open borders. The, the idea that they're going to be voting, but people that are have been coming the right way and don't have a right to vote. Um, because of citizenship, it's just absurd to me. This country's upside down. It really is.
3: No, we're at that point right now. Alina, I do want to touch on some of the stuff we saw that well, it's that we call it the sham. January 6th unselect committee on this show yeah. I believe that's kind of in line with the president's messaging we saw them issue a subpoena last week kind of a nothing burger October surprise has been the entirety of that whole yeah. you know circus that's been going on there we saw Liz Cheney go out and make commentary that she said she may have to run for president in 2024 <laughs> just to stop <laughs> like that's gonna do anything Donald please Trump. please run yes. please
15: run Liz yeah we need some comedy
3: <laughs> oh we could definitely tell you're friends with Cash Patel He besides Hillary Clinton I think he wants Liz Cheney to run equally as much
0: we do- get so any more Dr. Evil jumpsuits for her?
3: (laughs) Wait till you hear the banger I've got from her later. But Donald Trump issued a statement on True Social this weekend, and it kind of goes down that path with the issuance of that subpoena last week. Who is going to enter the Trump quicksand? Many have tried leaving them permanently damaged or never to be heard from again, end quote. I mean, there's not too much uh, basis to say that's a false statement. The Trump curse is real, and pretty much all who have tried to uh, make an attempt to stop him has has pretty much ended up in flames or, or just in political obscurity security, if not worse. I mean I, I know this stuff rolls off his back he, he's come to accept it as part of like if he's going to be the leader of the forefront of the nationalist you know uh, America First movement then this is the things that he's going to have to incur on behalf of him and unfortunately his family all of his friends you, I mean you yeah. know how many people we, we have people on here every week they seem like they're the nicest people in the world we have great titles when we introduce them former senior White House advisor special assistant to the President of the United States oh yeah the FBI came to my house for like the fifth time and like took all my electronics again it's like this is where mm-hmm. we're at right now what's of the commentary you can give on on where he's at right now on the legal side of it and how you guys are fighting back on you know all of these personal attacks that are coming uh you know down the pike
15: yeah it's pretty public uh you guys can see we're in court every single day so to legal i mean that's my job right that's my job and the team is growing because we have two major jobs one is to kind of uh, dodge all the balls that are being thrown at him in the legal realm because they think that's going to drain him. And I've said this before, you don't drain him. What you do when you keep going after him is you actually invigorate his base and you invigorate him because he knows what you're doing and it means he's a threat. It's obvious. So we have to still deal with the legal uh, ramifications of it. We rebut them. We file motions. We go through everything. But I'll tell you one narrative that just kills me that I just am so sick of hearing is when people say he keeps trying to kick the can down the road in his legal stuff. He's afraid of depositions. I've sat with depositions with him in the past month twice alone. He is eager to be deposed on these cases because they're such garbage. And then they like to press this narrative well in the new york state for instance where a lot of my suits are um the courts are behind by years so they'll say oh but you filed a motion for this well of course i did i'm defending my client as any attorney would but let me be very clear if donald trump could go face every single accuser every single naysayer every anti-trumper directly and wrap it up and say swear me in he will. I've watched him do it. He doesn't flinch. He doesn't even want to be prepped. The guy's like, let's go. Let's go. Sign me up. Put me, put my hand on the Bible. Let's go. I haven't done anything wrong. So that's the legal end of things. And the political, I think, speaks for itself. You know, it's one and the same. Yeah. He'll, he'll be, you know, I hope he comes back. I hope he comes back with a vengeance.
3: No, oh, I think he's already done a pretty good job of getting that whole thing kicked off. But We know we're focusing on the midterms, you know, just in the next 14 days. Did it uh, disappoint you but not surprise you to see something like the Steve Bannon verdict and sentencing come down last week to see a 68-year-old man who literally committed no crimes be sentenced to four months in jail when, you know, just a few years ago you had the actual attorney of the United States commit the same whatever, you know, contempt of Congress that they said happened and and then walk with with nothing happening to uh, Eric Holder, even after, you know, that whole Fast and Furious thing was found to be very real and dangerous and cost the lives of, uh, you know, several American people?
15: No, it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me. And if I have to see another tweet from some troll that says that I'm next, all I can tell them is come get me. It is absolutely disgusting. I am. It is so sad. I mean, this is what I always talk about, the dual system of justice that's happening. If you're a MAGA Republican, you're a domestic terrorist. If you're a Democrat, you're, you know, um, all for women, children's rights, allegedly, but you tear down Anybody that's different than you or thinks differently than you, which is incredibly hypocritical. Um, it, it's disgusting. Look, it, you don't think I know that I'll be next on the chopping. It just its what it is. You could do nothing wrong. And if you stand your ground and you say, I'm not going to coordinate with your garbage, I'm not going to come in here and tolerate it. Look, Mike Lindell's phone just got seized. What the hell's that guy do? Like, he's, a, he's you know, the poor guy sells pillows and slippers and happens to buy ad sales because he's a big Republican. And now he's got his phone seized. It's messed up. I mean, poor Steve Bannon. Look, I don't know Steve Bannon. I'm probably one of the few people that come on and don't actually have a relationship with him at all. Um, I think if you're outspoken, if you are speaking at all, you're just a target because you're not a Democrat. It's, it's a really frightening thing.
0: No, it certainly
3: is and it's where we're at
0: right now. Well, it's the legal form of cancel culture basically. It's like one side yeah. can do no wrong, the other side is wrong no matter what they do. And it costs a
3: lot. Yeah, more, and
15: the like judges that. are the judges are complicit with that, by the way. Yeah. Sure. hundred percent.
3: Yeah, we we've talked about that so many times. The judges who either follow the rule of law or go with the script. Unfortunately, there's a lot more who just go with the script, especially when you get into them, DC courtrooms and stuff like that. We've got, you know, Dr. Peter Navarro, who's a frequent guest on the show, former Trump administration official as well, who's going to be starting his trial here very soon. And, you know, you can only speculate that he's going down the same path as Steve Bannon now, when you see how partisan and uh, looking to take out people closer to the, to the president they've become. Alina, last thing, midterms last 14 days here. What are some of the messaging that you give to our listenership right now as they're getting ready? I mean, we we're probably going to see maybe a half dozen more October surprises. You'll see some hit pieces on, you know, uh, Candidates who are surging right now, a la what happened with President Trump and the Access Hollywood tapes uh, back in, in 2015. But mm-hmm. but right now we know we, we've really encouraged our listenership. you got to put your head down. you got to know in your heart what the best thing is to do, and that's to vote America first and hit that ballot box on November 8th in, in numbers that we've never seen before. What is some of the messaging? It sounds like it kind of lines up with what you guys are promoting out there uh, over in Trump world
15: yeah if you're if if you just take a look at your bank account your 401k yeah. your gas prices and if you're worried about your kids yeah. on halloween and the candy that they're getting then you better get out and vote red that's it period the end that that's the message that i have for them like just take a look around shut your tv off shut everything off and look at your life how has your life changed is it better if there's somebody that can tell me their life is better godspeed but i can't imagine but if you just t- shut off everything else and take a look at your family, your your prices, your finances and the things that matter to you most, your health care, things like that, your your rights. How are you feeling about your life right now? Cuz you shouldn't have to be afraid to live in this country and you shouldn't have to be unable to survive in this country. So (laughs) the reality is that's the, that's, it's just not what the foundation of our country is supposed to be. So get out and vote, 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 change. We need to change our country is if we can't survive another two years under this, I I can say that I I don't see how we could.
3: Nothing's more factual than that. You see a red tsunami coming on November 8th.
15: I do. Yeah, I we, do. And I'll be happy to watch it. We
3: feel the exact same way. <laughs> I'll be
15: riding that wave with everybody wearing my big MAGA hat. No, we'll be looking, my domestic terrorist hat. <laughs> we'll be looking for
3: you. Alina, where can we find you across social media if there's anybody in our listenership who's not already tracking you?
15: Oh, I'm on Instagram. I think I have a public profile there, and obviously, I have a team uh, now. I'm working with MAGA Inc., and they—they're awesome. They have their own stuff, but you know me, I—I I, I try and hit every podcast, every TV show I can. I—I I, I go on Newsmax, Box. whatever I can do. I'm—I'm I'm out there. So, um, but yeah, yeah, I, I'm just—I'm just trying to do a little bit I can. But uh, thank you guys for what you do. I appreciate it.
3: Yeah, uh, We appreciate you as well. And we'll be looking to have you back at some point in the near future to get some more commentary on everything that's going on. This is a lawyer for the 45th president of the United States and one of the official spokespeople for MAGA Inc. legal Alina Habba. Thanks for coming on Steak for Breakfast.
15: Thank you, guys.
3: Well, what do you guys think? First time Alina's on the show, I don't think she had disappointed at all.
0: I mean, could he have a more solid cadre of people working in his corner right now? I don't think so.
3: I think they've set up a pretty formidable apparatus if you will and uh are definitely working hard on behalf of the american people it's good to see her you know remain in her legal context and then be working also with maga inc which Mm -hmm. we uh have come to learn is doing a lot more behind the scenes than anybody could even speculate so for all the doomers out there who says they're not paying for anything uh it sounds like they're paying for a lot they just don't want to come out and say like this is where we're dumping all the money and i'm glad she clarified that for our listenership speaking of which she did travel with the 45th president of the United States this weekend down to Robstown, Texas, for a massive rally he held there for a slate of candidates, most who were unavailable due to prior engagements and and also due to the fact that Trump announces where he's going like 10 days beforehand. Uh, Governor Greg Abbott was at a massive fundraising event, and then you had the big three, the uh, Monica de la Cruz, Cassie Garcia, uh, and friends who were you know, out doing their own things. They were at some... Um, Christian Collins-sponsored event, which was for, like, the youth movement in Texas along the uh, southern border. So there, in spirit, but Donald Trump was very much there in physicality and talked about the importance of what's going down at the ballot box on November 8th.
17: During the primers, MAGA went undefeated in Texas, 33-0, 33-0. And <laughs> every single candidate I endorse, everything of this, oh, they owe me if I wanted to do something, but I don't <laughs> do that because I'm an honest person. Every single candidate that I endorse won their race. That's really great. And we take it very seriously. It's a very serious thing. Thank you. Wow, that's a big crowd back there. That's... You can hear it. Took a little while for the sound to catch up.
16: And this November
17: 8th, the MAGA movement is going to deliver yet another Texas-sized landslide. We have to. We have no choice. 17 days from now, the people of Texas are going to defeat Beto rock, a flake. He's a flake. He's a flake. You know, there's another flake. He actually had the name flake, so that was easy.
3: He's gone. <laughs>
17: and I... we're going to keep Greg Abbott, a wonderful man, a great man, a great governor. We're going to keep him in the governor's mansion. And Greg, we love him. That's, I'll tell you, he does a tremendous job. You're going to reelect your absolutely amazing Lieutenant Governor, man named Dan Patrick. Has anyone ever heard of Dan Patrick? Best in the nation. Where's Dan? Where is Dan? Dan is over there, his son. The only person maybe better than him is his son. He was U.S. Attorney, I tell you. And Dan's happy to hear that, right? Somebody else would say, a lousy father, oh, that's a terrible thing he said about me. No, you're happy, right? But your son is great and brilliant, and so are you, and thank you very much.
3: No, it was good. He jumped right into it and hit, hit Beto O'Rourke and his st- stupidness. Um, he was never going to be the governor of Texas, but, uh, you know, it, it's it's kind of good to see him get out there on the road like this and, and jump right into this whole, you know, we're so close to the wire here and, and still be doing it. You know, there's going to be some more rallies between now and November 8th where it's Tuesday, so we should be hearing where they're going this weekend and, uh, you know, all the stuff that's going on. Down there regarding that, I don't know. It was one of the biggest crowds that I've seen for a while at, at the at one of the Trump rallies. And uh, what do you what do you guys think? I mm-hmm. didn't
11: get to see it, but I heard it was pretty darn big. And I wish
0: I wish we, we got to go to more of them. Yeah, maybe, maybe in the future.
11: I hope so. I haven't been to one since he was in Vegas. And yeah, that was awesome.
3: I can't wait for. Uh, well, I don't think Vegas is battlegroundish enough right now to uh, have him jump out there beforehand. But uh, I do think that um, you know it's going to be big on where he goes. He's he did finish his last two uh, presidential election campaigns in the state of Michigan. Um, does it mean that he finishes there with? uh, you know, Tudor Dixon and friends and you've got John Gibbs and, uh, you know, that slate of state officials, Kristen Caramo and, and Matthew DiPerno, all that he's pulling forward. Does he wind up in a place like, you know, a real battleground where he fights with not only the Democrats, but the Republicans in a place like Georgia or, Mm -hmm. uh, Pennsylvania. So, you know, even Wisconsin, who knows, he's going to finish in one of those States. I I can only theorize and, um, We'll just, we'll just keep an eye on it. The crowd was extremely interactive. I, I know Alina teased it. We're going to hear right now um, just how into this event they were, especially when he talked about the crowd size of uh, you know the people that showed up on January sixth.
17: Was that the people went down there and you could have had over a million people?
3: ever hear anything like that before? They just interrupted him and started singing. Oh, they interrupted him? I was talking about the crowd size of
0: January 6th. That's awesome.
17: You know, when this whole big group stood up, I said, oh, we have protesters. <laughs> and you know what? They are protesting. They're protesting what's taking place in our country. And it's so bad and so wrong. It is a protest.
3: You know, and it's one of those things where, uh, you know, that was that was a group of the uh, front rowers that he always refers to. and And, you know, talking about how still to this day, the ones that are detained in the D.C. gulag uncharged and and just being held as political prisoners at 9 p.m. they all sing the national anthem before they have lights out over there and uh, I really thought that that was a interesting but awesome way to pay homage to them I mean they literally interrupted he stopped and
8: and didn't know what was
3: going on I think he was going to wait to see if the secret service or you know the pseudo blackwater guys they have in there um, you jump in and 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 take to the stage or or get right off of it and they went into the national anthem and then you have like 40,000 people seeing it at the same that's time.
11: Unbelievable. Imagine being there though. when cause you, it, you can only, I mean, it gives me chills just listening to it, you know, the audio, but being there, like the electricity, you know, the vibes, you know, I, I can't even imagine. And he was taken off guard. So
5: <laughs> yeah, that,
11: that's, that was beautiful. Really beautiful. Mm-hmm.
3: No, it certainly was. And, and you could tell, the energy level that was going on there i get emotional just talking about the j6ers all the time and uh when you're hearing stuff like that it's uh it's good that the he's so dialed into the people like when he talks about this being like an actual movement that's kind of a good representation of it what what happened in places like that and um you know he did jump right into the issues after that this whole rally is heavy on, you know, anti-gun control and southern border uh, related materials. And, and, you know, one of the biggest things, uh, the consequences we're paying on behalf of the open borders right now is, and we've heard it throughout the course of our show, both in the Dem messaging saying it's not a legitimate issue. Almost every Republican candidate talking about how it is an issue, the, the fentanyl crisis there. So let's hear the president weigh in on that issue, which is something that's at the top of his ticket when he goes out talking now.
17: ...die of fentanyl and drug overdose than the number of Ukrainians killed in a gruesome and bloody war. Yet Biden and the radical Democrats do nothing to stop the death and devastation that we have happening right here at home. They've deliberately surrendered our border to vicious coyotes and drug smugglers. I mean, these drug smugglers, the smuggler, (laughs) a smuggler is a vicious, Ah, horrible, oftentimes very smart person. And what we do is we set up blue ribbon committees composed of some nice dilettantes, you know, nice gentle people. Tell us about what to do about the coyotes and the cartels and all of this. And now you have to do something very strong. It's, th- it's called the death penalty. And you're going to have no drug problem. You're going to have crime will go down to a level to a level that you haven't seen, but you know, I see the blue ribbon committees cause I get many calls. Oh, I'd love to serve on the committee on coyotes, on cartels. And uh, these are not people that can do that job. They're very fine people in some cases. And some people, some people just want the publicity, yep. but we have to get very tough on that. And if you don't do
3: the death penalty, you know. What do you think death penalty for the drug dealers? Yes. Yeah, I like it a lot.
0: Or just immediate expulsion from the country, no matter your citizenship. Bye.
3: Excommunicado? Yeah. Now we might have the audio clip for the end of the show. Oh, there it is. Mm,
0: It's
3: one of my favorites. Um, And and then when you talk about the border crisis, you can't say anything without calling it what it really is. Carrie Lake uses the term very frankly. Invasion. It is. And Donald Trump hit on that one uh, right after talking about fentanyl. Let's hear it.
17: But for the future of our country then to... Stop the invasion. You know, it's an invasion, just like an army is invading us. And you have criminals coming in. That's like an army, and they they get their arms. If they don't have the arms, they get them real fast. But they're invading our southern border. We had it stopped. Biden has allowed millions and millions of illegal aliens to storm across the border from 160, as of this moment. We have the great Tom Holman with us. We have,
8: I asked him, how many
17: countries, Tom? He actually said 181. We wanted to be very conservative. 160 countries. They're storming. They're storming our country. They include Syria, Somalia, Yemen, Russia, China, Iran, all of Africa. They're storming our country. They're storming our borders. We have no idea who they are, where they come from. Biden, Pelosi, the radical Democrats spend all of their time obsessing over the borders of distant foreign nations. Think of it. They talk about foreign nations, but Americans deserve a Congress and a president who will protect the borders of our nation.
3: Seems simple enough.
17: We deserve a government that will defend our own sovereignty, secure our own land, stand up for our own families, and protect the people of our country. It's called. A very simple policy, America
3: First. There it is, right there, uh, talking about America First. One of the biggest components of this entire midterm election cycle is uh, the walkaway uh, component of the Latino community. Uh, new demographic of voters that's showing up in big for America First. We saw, you know, uh, the Congresswoman win the seat in the special election down in Texas this year. And uh, we see all three of them up for election now in this midterm election cycle. And uh, you know, I think the appreciation that the Latino community has the family values, the, the anti-drugs and crime uh, the coming here and doing things the right way and not wanting minimum wages destroyed because of the illegal component here, you know, and it's people like Cassie Garcia, Monica de la Cruz and, and Myra Flores uh, the current Congresswoman who are, you know, making a big difference in leading that movement. We also have Yesley Vega up in, uh, I believe it's Virginia 7, who looks like she's gonna flip a seat there. Let's hear Donald Trump talk about this. Well, one of the X factors that America First has used looking to uh, have that red tsunami on November 8th.
17: In 2020, I was honored to earn the highest percentage of Latino votes of any Republican in decades, really decades. Decades, I think, right, Ronnie? And I became the first Republican to win Zapata County in a hundred years. Where's Zapata County? Hundred years. But it's true, that's a great honor. These are great people, these are hardworking people. And you know what they want? They want security. Yep. Very entrepreneurial people. They really, they really are, they're becoming a real part of the Republican Party. It's incredible. This has all happened over the last few years. The Republican Party is now the proud home of a new generation of Hispanic leaders like Cassie Garcia. Where is she? Cassie Garcia. Monica De La Cruz. A real star, Myra Flores. Thank you who recently became the first Republican ever to win her congressional district on the border. First ever. She's fantastic. Smart. All of them. To every Hispanic American in Texas, Arizona, and all across our land, we welcome you to our party and to our movement with open, open, beautiful, strong arms. So I want to thank you all, because together we will make America great and glorious again.
3: Big, beautiful, strong arms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. It's better than seeing CSA <laughs> safe Podway, though.
0: <laughs> C-Safe <laughs> Podway.
3: Hmm. <laughs> Some of the candidates that were there, like uh, Texas Republican nominee Trump endorsed Wesley Hunt, did make it to the stage. Uh, Monica and Cassie and Myra had all come from that Christian Collins event for young hispanic republicans uh in the evening and made it to the rally late so they were kind of off in the area that you couldn't get down to the to the main stage but let's hear wesley hunt talking about some of the things that he's stumping on in the uh, lone star
7: that is the america that i know and love it ain't about the past Mm. it's about how far we've come in such a shortened period of time Now, during my time in the military, I'm finding out that now we are focused on changing the names of barracks and changing the names of bases. (laughs) (laughs) And while I serve, yes, I was stationed at Fort Hood, named after a Confederate general. Yes, I was stationed at Fort Rucker, named after a Confederate general. But at no point in time, when I was training to fly my Apache, did I ever care about the name on the building. And if these buildings were named anything else, then we wouldn't have that perspective as to where we came from compared to where we are now. We don't erase our history. We make our future better.
3: I like it. Noah, what do you think of uh, Wesley Hunt? Yeah, I can get behind that. Sounds pretty fired up. Fired up. <laughs> Antoinette, what do you think? I agree. Same. No, he's uh, definitely bringing it and he's going to be like
0: how how do you not like these people like they want what's best for the country they want what's best for you and you still want to shoot yourself in the foot by voting for an idiot that wants to destroy everything and literally told you he was going to destroy everything then did destroy everything then tries to blame somebody else for everything being destroyed and can't
3: figure out why you're mad that everything's destroyed
0: yeah and then now wants you to vote for him again And or if, or vote for somebody that also wants to be yeah. more radical than he.
3: Vote for him. Mm. Vote for them, or you're, or you're a racist. Yeah,
0: I still mm. want to see that Bell's palsy ice cream.
3: Mm.
0: Maybe that's a new Ben and Jerry's flavor.
3: <laughs> COVID vaccine side effect. And there's our Spotify notification right there. Ah,
0: fuck you, Spotify.
3: Yeah, chalky, chalky jab. Mm. <laughs> our favorite. Attorney General uh, Ken Paxson, who... Clotty cum laude. There you go. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Sues the Biden regime on a daily basis, was also uh, called up on stage by the 45th president. You know, it's pretty weird. So they have the most handicapped top of the ticket oh, in Texas. the president. No, in, well, in any state. Mm-hmm. We all know Greg Abbott's handicapped. He's in a wheelchair. His legs yeah. don't work. And, and, you know, Ken Paxson's blind, completely blind. Mm-hmm. It's just weird. Whenever Ken Paxson does TV spots, I know he does it from, like, his state office. He literally puts the phone, like, an inch away from his face. And it's just, like, my kids were, like, watching TV. The other oh, and day. it's, like, super close up. like And his he's... eyes are looking in different directions. And oh. my kids were looking at the TV, and they're like, what's wrong with him? And I was like, oh, he's blind. And they're like, that's what it looks like? I'm like, what do you think it looks like? And they're like, Daredevil wears sunglasses. I was like, he's not going to wear sunglasses. That's he should wear sunglasses. He should wear sunglasses. That's a good look. But he did get up out of his seat and made his way up on stage all by himself the other day to uh
0: get get, get that guy some pit vipers
3: there you go here's him with trump how does this president draw a
9: crowd year after year thousands of people unlike anybody we've ever seen and and so i've been sitting here trying to figure it out and and the the question i thought was well maybe it's he's a great speaker Well, well mr president that's true you are a great speaker but i don't think that's why everybody's here is it because he's a great businessman? He clearly is a great businessman, but I don't think that's why everybody's here. Maybe it's because you're a great golfer. I don't think that's why everybody's here. This president and the people that come to see him are here because, in my opinion, you tell me I'm right, he's done more for the American people than any president in
3: our lifetime. Those are the facts. hmm And, uh, you know, I told you this was going to be a heavy border security related. He already mentioned former ice director Tom Holman, who I I don't know about you guys, but I'm going to be excited to see as the future head of the Department of Homeland Security. Definitely will be an upgrade from the shit bag they have there now.
0: Oh, you don't think he's doing a good job?
3: He's doing a fantastic job of letting the entire fucking universe (laughs)
0: into this country via the (laughs) southern border. Is that what operational control is? Oh,
3: God, complete and total. Mm. Um, but, But we're, you know what? Brandon good, Judd. Good thing they're fully staffed. And I don't know what kind of union they have in the Border Patrol, but I, I, I've never seen it to where, like, a a federal employee can go to something as partisan as a Trump rally and actually be called up on stage by the former president of the United States to stump on border security. And I don't know what their deal is or what their contract says they can do or not. I fucking love it. Yeah. And uh, I love him. Let's hear Brandon talking about just that right well, now. Well, you're
0: saying their union probably didn't endorse Joe Biden?
3: Hmm. The cartels, the handcuffs were taken off of the good guys.
2: And we were able to go after their profits and we were able to keep you and your children safe. All of that has been erased. Every single bit of it has been erased. And now we're seeing more deaths on the border than we have ever seen before. Biden set a record in 2021 for deaths on the border, and he surpassed that record this year, surpassed that record. That's what we're seeing. We're seeing more fentanyl on the streets today than ever. Talk to any police officer anywhere. It doesn't matter where you go. Yep. Go to Ames, Iowa, and any police officer will tell you there is more product on the street today than ever before. That is why Biden is is cartels best friends. They are making billions of dollars off of his policies.
3: And they certainly are. hmm. And uh, it doesn't look like there's anything that we can do to stop it except referendum at the ballot box on on November eighth, because you know what the alternative is, and we talk about it all the time is is the police state. That's I mean we we played clips to we, well first of all we've had two pundits on who are both you know skilled lawyers both who worked in and around the White House and currently with the forty fifth president of the United States. And uh, we've played audio clips throughout the course of our show. You know, Nicole Wallace, who's a fucking complete moron, but Hillary Clinton, who's still a pretty formidable adversary, even in her advanced age and hopefully declining health, you know, talking about how we, we should bring in the U.N. to run our fucking federal elections or, Jeez. you know, and, and if we don't want to bring in the U.N., well, I'm telling you that they're going to get stolen in 2024, regardless of what happens. You know, that that that's kind of where we're at right now. And that's
0: down, that's it, just the steps up to a dictatorship.
3: Yes. Yes. And, and, and Donald Trump has talked about it throughout the course of this midterm election season. And it's it's the police state that the United States is turning into. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's a huge concern for me. I'm sure it's an even equally large concern for our listenership. And, and one of the things that, uh, you know, he keeps hitting on over and over again. Let's hear it
17: before our very eyes, Biden and his left wing handlers are turning America into a police state. And I don't even think it's Biden, to be honest with you. But they got some bad people around, like something straight out of a communist country. See, I used to say socialist, but we've skipped socialism. We don't (laughs) talk about that. I don't even mention it anymore. We're not socialists anymore. We're communists. We've gone over socialism. We're gone. It's over. It's communist. They're talking about communists. It's a communist system that we're putting up with right now. The radical Democrats are locking up pro-life activists. Persecuting their political opponents, spying on their political rivals, silencing dissent and using the full force of government, law enforcement, and the media to try and crush our movement. And let me tell you, the media is a big problem because they're corrupt and dishonest.
3: Can't forget those guys.
17: As an example, all you have to do is look this week... The FBI paid $200,000 to one of its informants to help them obtain bogus FISA warrants against me and peddle the fake Russia hoax. Remember that? The little thing called You notice nobody talks about it? And yet they gave out the Pulitzer Prize for reporting on the Russia hoax, okay? Reporting on Russia, Russia, Russia. So you have reporters from The Washington Post, The New York Times that got Pulitzer Prizes. And they reported the exact wrong thing. So within the next two weeks, we're suing the Pulitzer organization to have those prizes taken back.
3: Excellent. Nice. Listen, it was a great rally. I think he was on message. Um, Definitely raucous crowd that was very into it. Uh, Maybe... There's some people out there who speculate in a place like Texas that not, that's not where he needs to be. But why wouldn't he do mm-hmm. at least wonder in this midterm election cycle there? As we segue now to the finality of it and the outro to the rally, which is our favorite part. And we know our listenership loves it. Let's hear Donald Trump bring it on home in the lowest to our state.
17: In conclusion, our MAGA movement, Make America Great Again. Remember that. Make America Great Again. That's what it stands for is by far the greatest political movement in the history of our country. There's never been anything like this. And if I was telling a little fib, they would have me on the front page of every newspaper. They've never even challenged the greatest in history. Look what we've done. Together, we're standing up against some of the most menacing forces, entrenched interests, and vicious opponents our people have ever seen, despite great dangers outside. These are outside dangers that are tremendous. Our biggest threat remains the sick, sinister and evil people from within our country. But no matter how big or powerful the corrupt, radical left Democrats that we are fighting against may be, you must never forget this nation does not belong to them. This nation belongs to you. This station belongs to you. This is your home. This is your heritage. And our American liberty is your God-given right. From Houston to Austin, from Dallas to El Paso, from College Station to Corpus Christi, and from the Red River to the Rio Grande, the people of Texas live and breathe the fierce spirit of independence. The Lone Star State has always embraced the cause of American freedom like no other, like no other. This is the state where William Travis, James Bowie, and Davy Crockett, the great Davy Crockett, made their last stand at the Alamo, the beautiful Alamo. This is the state where a small band of patriots at the Battle of Gonzales, armed with a single cannon, stared down a foreign army and declared, come and take it, right? Come and take it. Come and take it. Come on. Come and take it. And Texas is the state where generations of farmers and ranchers, sheriffs and lawmen, cowboys, cattle hands, prospectors, pioneers helped build up the greatest nation in the history of the world. But now we are a nation in decline we are a failing nation we are a nation that has the highest inflation in 50 years and where the stock market finished the worst first half of the year since 1872 likewise we are a nation that has the highest energy costs in its history we are no longer energy independent or energy dominant as we were just too short years ago. We are a nation that is begging Venezuela, Saudi Arabia and many others for oil. Please, please, please help us. Joe Biden says that we have more liquid gold right under our feet than any other country. We are a nation that is consumed by the radical left's Green New Deal. Yet everyone knows that the Green New Deal will lead to our destruction. We are a nation whose leaders are demanding all electric cars, even though they can't go far, cost too much, and whose batteries are produced in China with materials only available in China, when an unlimited amount of gasoline is available inexpensively in the United States, but not available in China. We are a nation that ended oil exploration and production in the United States, Just as the price of oil reached an all-time high, what other country would do such a thing? We are a nation that surrendered in Afghanistan, leaving behind dead soldiers, American citizens, and $85 billion worth of the finest military equipment anywhere in the world. And we are a nation that allowed Russia to devastate a country, Ukraine, killing hundreds of thousands of people, and it will only get worse. It would never have happened with me as your commander-in-chief.
3: And for four straight
17: years, it didn't happen. And China with Taiwan is next. We are a nation that has weaponized its law enforcement against the opposing political party like never before. We've got a federal bureau of investigation that won't allow bad election-changing facts to be presented to the public. Where Hunter Biden's laptop from hell was a (laughs) Russian disinformation ploy when the FBI knew it wasn't. And a Department of Justice that refuses to investigate egregious acts of voting irregularities and fraud. And we have a president who is cognitively impaired in no condition to lead our country, and is now casually talking about nuclear war with Russia, which would be World War III and far more devastating than any of the previous wars because of the weaponry that no one even wants to think about. We are a nation that no longer has a free and fair press. Fake news is all you get, and they are the enemy of the people. We are a nation where free speech is no longer allowed, where crime is rampant and out of control like never before, and where more people died of COVID in 2021 than in 2020. We are a nation that is allowing Iran to build a massive nuclear weapon, and China to use the trillions of dollars it has taken from us to build a military to rival our own. And just two years ago, we had Iran, China, Russia, and North Korea in check. They weren't going to do a thing against us. And everyone knows it. They respected the United States. And perhaps most importantly, we are a nation that is no longer respected or listened to anywhere around the world. We are a nation that in many ways has become a joke. We are a nation that is hostile to liberty, freedom, and faith. We are a nation whose economy is collapsing into a cesspool of ruin, whose supply chain is broken, whose stores are not stocked, whose deliveries are not coming, and whose educational system is ranked at the bottom of every single list. It sure is. We are a nation where large packs of sadistic criminals and thieves are allowed to go into stores and openly rob them, beat up and kill their workers and customers, and leave with armloads of goods, but with no retribution, where the authority of our great police has been taken, where their families and pensions have been threatened, and their lives would be destroyed for the mere mention of the words law enforcement. We are a nation where fentanyl and all other forms of illegal drugs are easier to get than formula for our beautiful little babies. And where mothers and fathers are scared with Halloween that their children will be given deadly drugs like fentanyl by sick and demented people. A nation whose once revered airports are dirty, crowded mess. You sit and wait for hours and then are notified that the plane won't leave And they have no idea when they will, where ticket prices have tripled. They don't have the pilots to fly the planes. They don't have qualified air traffic controllers. And they just don't know what they're doing. We are a nation that has lost its confidence, willpower, and strength. We are a nation that has lost its way. But we are not going to allow this horror to continue. Two years ago, we were a great nation and we will soon be a great nation again. It was hardworking patriots like you who built this country and it is hardworking patriots like you who are going to save our country. We will stand up to the radical left Democrats and the dangerous and unpatriotic rhinos. And we will fight for America like no one has ever fought before. There is no mountain we cannot climb. There is no summit we cannot reach. There is no challenge we cannot meet. There is no victory we cannot have. We will not bend. We will not break. We will not yield. We will never give in. We will never give up. And we will never, ever back down. As long as we are confident, united, and loyal to the cause, the tyrants we're fighting do not stand even a chance. Because we are Americans and Americans kneel to God and to God alone. The silent majority is back and stronger than ever before. My fellow citizens, this incredible journey we are on together has only just begun. And it is time to start talking about greatness for our country again. We are one movement, one people, one family, and one glorious nation under God. So with the help of everyone here today and citizens all across our land, we will make America powerful again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. Thank you, Texas. Thank you very much. God bless you all. Thank you.
3: Love it. Need it. The wave's starting to crest. The tsunami's coming in hot.
0: Ooh, yeah.
3: I feel it. Energy level, 8384. Eight, yeah. I think I uh, would have liked to see a little bit more of that ticket there, up speaking on the stage, but we do know prior engagements. Listen, it's all about. Um, you know, the the stuff that's going on right before the midterms, these massive fundraisers getting out and talking with the people who are actually gonna vote for you. Uh sometimes you gotta choose. But the fact of the matter is, no one's working harder than the forty-fifth president of the United States. And uh believe it or not, he wasn't finished there. He would jump right off the stage and give some commentary on one of the things he highlights in his outro, which is the uh the narrative between Russia-Ukraine and the perspective of nuclear war. And in our last audio clip of the day, let's hear just exactly what they were talking about in regards to this narrative of Joe Biden's reckless and uh, you know, out of control behavior regarding the Russia and new nu- nuclear threat with Ukraine.
8: Mr. President, back in 2017, you single-handedly managed to de-escalate a possible thermonuclear exchange between the United States and North Korea. Today, could you do the same with Russia, or is it too late to put the genie back in the bottle?
17: Well, the nuclear word has never been discussed with Russia, ever, because it's supposed to be a very quiet word, you don't talk about it, because of the destructive capability. And now it's being mentioned every day, every hour. Uh, We should have never been in this horror show in the first place, it would have never happened. Russia would have never gone into Ukraine. If I were there, the election was rigged and it's a disgrace and would have never, ever happened. We have to do something and we have to de-escalate because what's happened with the mention all the time of the nuclear war is a disgrace to our country. And that could happen. This is leadership in the United States that's gone awry. Mr. President, we're always grateful for your time, sir. Thank, Thank you so Thank much. You and OAN is great.
12: Thank you very much. Yeah, they are.
3: Mm-hmm. You know, the the fact of the matter is is that he's right. We've heard Ambassador Rick Grenell uh, talk about this specifically. How words like that, nobody likes the N word when it comes to. Uh, All things related to nuclear and and just the way we throw it around casually now, you know, have every retired douchebag four star general go on TV and talk about how it's a legitimate possibility and uh, something we have to be ready and prepared for. We've always been ready and prepared for nuclear war, especially with places like Russia for decades now but the fact of the matter is the way we're talking about it uh is something that's completely reckless and and like donald trump says it is an embarrassment uh for our armed forces to be you know thrown words around like that no what do you think you are our international liaison to uh, all foreign affairs mm-hmm. that's it
0: it's a mess it is it's a mess and it should have never gotten to this point point. and i don't know how like they said how easy it is to put the genie back in the bottle but it's definitely not going to be the people running the show right now they're going to do it because they're too beholden to the military industrial complex mm. to international money laundering via ukraine mm. you name it uh being sold out to china bit by bit this entire government has been slowly blackmailed bribed you name it whatever it's it's compromised it, compromised that i think that's the word i was looking for but yeah it's They have so much dirt on everybody that's driving the bus right now that it's going to go in the lake, and hopefully we can all get out before it sinks.
3: So, genie, not back in the bottom. What about thermonuclear warhead attached to an <laughs> intercontinental ballistic missile back into the firing
0: tube? Yeah. Okay, I like it.
3: And uh, I, I like the Trump rally, and, and, and as is all things that are on stake for breakfast, we will continue to track and bring you not only the most up to date and breaking news but stories that are just as impactful to you better than average way to start the week what do you think noah i've had worse we've always done better yep uh, if you enjoyed this episode and like to check out the other 180 episodes of the state for reckless podcast you can find us across every downloadable podcasting platform we're on iTunes Spotify Podbean Pod at Google Podcast FM player iHeartRadio. radio Patriot Podcast Network on the Roku app or even on Frank's Beach. Subscribe to the show and rate it, leave a review, and don't forget to download, listen, like, follow, and share Steak for Breakfast content. Show creds go out to, uh, well, an overwhelming majority of the Trump legal team today. Uh, one of our favorite commentators, political strategists for Trump 2020, and senior advisor to the 45th President of the United States, Boris Epstein. In addition to that, Trump's personal attorney and new spokeswoman for MAGA Inc, Alina Habo. Looking forward to having them back on the show right after the midterms. In addition to them, some of our internet friends. The Patriotic Babe Accounts, Ultra Garbaggio, Connet Twitter, Who White Memes, and Christina Bob, Save America. Friends, don't forget to go out and throw some cash at our partners, because when you do that, all you do is help make small American businesses great again. Namely, my pillow. Big time sales going on there. We've got Overstock. We've got Bath. We've got Giza Dream everything. We've even got the coffee. You enter promo code Stake at checkout. You're getting a lot of savings, as is always the case with Mike Lindell. MyPillow.com forward slash Steak for anything sleep related. If you want that coffee, MyStore.com forward slash Steak. Or you can talk to a qualified pillow representative, 1 800 658 8045. The top tier of ear gear and the best damn headphones I've ever donned. Ooh, you're welcome. Get them at odyssey.com. If you're doing anything in the studio, you want to make the investment, do it right. You can find them on odyssey.com and Facebook and Instagram
0: as well. But do you know know the word to take them off?
3: Hmm. Doff. I like it. Sounds very German. Mm. The Patriot Cigar Company is about as American as you can get. In a promo code STAKE there. You're going to get 15% off your total order. Every order over $100. Free shipping. $10 e-gift card every purchase. MyPatriotCigar.com. A premium smoke for freedom-loving patriots. Mike, down at West Coast Survival Arms, pretty simple equation for all your gun-related needs. Firearms, parts, ammo, and accessories. Newly redesigned, easy to use website is westcoastsurvivalarms.com. You can hit him up on Facebook Messenger. Ask him any question you'd like, because he's a licensed FFL. 619-870-6992 is the number. Man rubs! My wife was texting me during the show today, telling me, give me a little grocery list. I'm gonna get something that's gonna get man rubbed, for sure. Mm. Pretty simple equation there as well. You buy it, shake it, sprinkle it, rub it, throw it in the cooking apparatus of your choice. At some point later in the day, you're going to pull it out, drizzle it with some kind of sauce, and then right in your mouth, num, num, num. Oh. ManRubs.com is the website. They're on Facebook. They're on Instagram as well. Stay ready gear holsters. What do we got?
0: What do we got? Anything good? Hmm. Uh twins in the background at a Trump rally? There
3: was two sets of them behind it. You don't think we're telling the truth? Well, you got to do your own research. Go check it out. <laughs> <laughs> They'll throw a picture of those four gals on a con- Kydex concealed carry holster. They'll get the orders out faster than ever before. StayReadyGear.com is the website. They're on Facebook and Instagram too. Mediocre Medic for all our first responders. You're going to love everything they've got in their store. You're going to like their Instagram a little bit more. Mediocre Medic.com is the website. And last but certainly not least, the home of the Zero Fuck Stuck. You still don't know Damn it, we tell you every week. Go ask Mark Joe Friday, dumpbox.us. You can find him on Facebook and Instagram as well. Upcoming shows, let's see what we got. We're going to be back here on Friday. Trump doors America First, Senatorial Candidate, Battleground State this year of Connecticut. Leora Levy will be here. Sarah Weaver, the Daily Caller. We have loved developing a relationship with him. She's going to be in with us, and one of our great friends. We're going to have an extremely casual but ext- even more patriotic conversation. None other than Mr. Vish Burra. He'll be here as well. We'll be back on the 1st of November with Ambassador Rick Grinnell, Trump-endorsed, America First, gubernatorial candidate out of Maryland, Dan Cox, and one of our great friends. We're going to do a little bit of the news with Christina Bob. We've just decided today we're going to do a live show on election night. We'll do like a, I don't know, three-ish hour banger. What we'll guarantee we'll have a couple of the candidates who are running in their uh, election on that day call in. Great steak for breakfast commentary. You're not going to get anywhere else. Not the dry sex commentary you're going to get on War Room that night.
0: Get some smoker updates.
3: Oh, there you go. See what we're cooking. And uh, rising country music star, True Social Darling, Alex Wilkins, she'll be here on the 11th. Got a bunch of other stuff in the works, but until anything's finalized, it doesn't go, sorry, Steve, in the uh, upcoming shows. Let's see what else we got. Friends of the Week. We can't forget our True Social Twitch streamer crew every night. That thing's going harder than Baltimore. Beastie Man420, Siberian Kitten, Real Lazy Boss American Nintendo, Suitcase, CSM Master, Burgerman, Indiana Zoomer, some of our true social friends, Jason E. Van Gundy, some call me Tim79, multiple posts over the weekend, Thomas Bama, 13 Gen Patriot, and one of our greats, Ghosthammer. In addition to them, some of the meme team. Well, Doug Mastriano shared like five of our Doug Vember posts this week in Mastriano Monday, so he's in the creds. Trey fans are memes. CP3 memes. We, we had Trump and Sons, I think, Volume 14 come out. Loved it. Let's go, Brenda. Namrock, Namrock, Grand Old Meme, Tiffany Mendez, Madam America, John Hacker LA, Mostly Peaceful, and the real meme DeLorean. Guys, Thanks to remember between now and Friday, number one, do your own research. We got a shit ton of. Listen, if you don't want the UN checking out and uh, overseeing our domestic elections, then do your own research and find out why the Democrats are trying to work that angle in there. Number two, start a podcast. Noah? Not bad. I'll take it. Number three, mm, let's start talking about American greatness again. You know who just talked about it for about 45 minutes? Donald Trump he does it the best I'll take us as a close second and last but certainly not least let's see what happens this has been episode 181 of the Steak for Breakfast podcast and we'll be back on Friday with episode 182 Leora Levy Sarah Weaver and Vish Burr on behalf of the pot team Amro, Noah later Antoinette hi guys I like it thanks for listening take care
2: Your life is now forfeit. Then why am I not dead? Because I deemed it not to be. One hour, I can't delay it any longer. You might need this. Down the road. Winston, tell them, tell them all. Whoever comes, whoever it is, I'll kill them. I'll kill them all.
10: Of course you will.
2: Jonathan. Winston. Counts payable. One, 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 one. In one hour. John Wick. Excommunicado.